good news, good news, it's all good news for you, it's all good news for you, good news. Ladies, gentlemen, and to all my Reese's pieces in between, it's all good news for you. Yo, this is your boy, this is your dude, yo, this is your spick. This is Soap Apple again with another episode of the Soap Apple Incognito Podcast that aka the Spick Podcast back at it again after a little bit of a hiatus. You know how life do, you know how bullshit comes, you know how much it stings, you know how hard it might be to have to chisel that shit away from the plate. And that's a little bit of what I was up to. Now, usually this show, again, is the Arizona Soap Podcast. Usually there's more than just me. But again, your life gets us, it gets us good, and sometimes you need your butthole a little bit of time to uh, relax and to breathe and to soothe and to heal. And I'm not saying that we out here getting fucked, getting raped, and uh, all sorts of badness, but you know what it is. <laughs> you know what time it is, and you know you can always find me at Soap on most social media. So again, that's capital S-O-U-L capital p-a-p-o on everything snapped ig's the twitters the tumblers the shit the cash app you want to send some shekels on that note if ever you wanted to become a producer of the show you can always go to www.patreon.com slash again the s-o-u-l-p-a-p-o matter of factly if ever you wanted to maybe chime in speak your piece talk your shit you can always call area code 480 Five eight eight four six eight eight. I repeat, the phone number is four eight zero five eight eight four six eight eight. I'm hoping to get some people that's not trying to sell me some sort of insurance. Please believe I'm good and fuck yeah very much. And you can always actually visit the website at www.arizonasoulpodcast.com. Not only can you keep up with most things of the show and where it posts and where it goes and all that good stuff to find the emails and find blogs and other postings and content, you can actually check out our world-famous dedications page that will not disappoint, I can assure you, no matter what flavor or taste is in which is your uh, uh, preference, you're going to enjoy yourself. I can guarantee it. Just as much as you're going to aggravate yourself looking at the news. And that's another thing that has been a big uh, change up, if not change up, then just a gathering, if not a gathering, just a cluster fuck of things that, again, is never going to stop stopping. It's going to happen. It's going to, um, you know, keep coming. And I wanted to kind of just chisel away into what the most current is, but I'm not too sure if this stuff is actually things that we've ingested or that have maybe done more than just, you know, graze the side of your head. And it's that very thing that I kind of want to comment on and to bring back up. Because I think the last time I was going to supposed to do another episode of the of, of this segment, um, it was during the times where there was a shooting at a synagogue. So you're damn near going back about a month, maybe, if not three weeks. And it's kind of daunting to think that that long ago was that long ago because again the weeks can be so long there's again never enough hours in the day to do what we need to do but to kind of count measurement of time in that kind of retrospective not to say that that's how time should be defined but you look back in 2001 you can't tell me you don't think world trade center falling 
or Columbine. I'm not too sure if that was 99 or 01. I'm pretty sure 01. So again, to, to think of these moments in time, again, based on what happened in that time, is pretty fucked. And when you're looking into a gram spear of all the shit that, you know, goes on each year. Um, and again, this, again, I mean, black lives not mattering probably can go back as far as you can remember. But even more so, again, the, was it 2014, 2015, 2016 era, then Trump coming in. And again, this shit even getting hit on tilt on hand. Um, a lot of it, again, makes things pass away in a blur. Not only pass away in, in a physical and metaphorical sense to being as literal, not lyrical, but as literal as a motherfucker. And it's times like this that, again, makes you just wonder, well, fuck, man, what can we do? How can this be changed? Can we stop things or can't? should we just fucking ignore it? And it almost seems like ignoring it. Of course, it's going to seem like the easiest or definitely be the easiest because having to do any sort of legwork is the part where you're like, well, this isn't what I thought. <laughs> and unfortunately, I find myself in that situation a lot of the time and I don't want to think I'm retarded. Like, I, and you know, forgive me for using that word for those, you know, saying that may be mentally disabled because I'm sure you would have to be listening to this, but also just not be able to comprehend something and not so much to where you don't know what the fuck that means or you don't know what that, that is or what that does. But, oh shit, I didn't think one plus one equal two. I got two. I got to worry about plus I have another one. I can't even math right now. And it's those struggling times where, and you'll notice, because um, we get real deep when I talk to Selective Slam. I showed you part one before, after this episode, if not most immediately, then soon after, depending if if, uh, if the times get to me and I can't do another newscast, I'll probably pop out another soap opera session so you can hear the second half, where he's asking such intricate questions Again, to get a clear black or white yes or no answer to certain things that, again, we can be held against too. But because of the deepness and the definition that it would require, it, I would imagine that. And I don't, I don't think, because I just re-listened to it, so I don't think I mentioned it about how when we don't understand something, when we, when we can't grasp something, we're going to do something in the most basic of ways it almost seems stupid. And when I say stupid, and I'm not trying to grasp back into the, the retard uh, segment, but to the most simple, to again, we're basic motherfucking Neanderthals. And I can't compute something as intricate as what you're asking. Not so much as to understand or to gravitate or to, you know, give some kind of insight on, but... But actually, yes, that very thing. So because it's so fucking complex, it makes me want to hit my own head, get upset that I hurt myself and want to hurt you because, goddammit, I just got hurt. And, you know, energy is never depleted but simply transferred upon. So I think it's that kind of retard reaction. And that's what I'll call it. I'll call it a re retard reaction. Because just like a fucking, um, you know, like when you go to the doctors and they kind of bang your knee, they're trying to check for reflex or whatever it's called. That's exactly what you're getting. You're getting the very first reaction. This equals that. So there you go. And because of how deep and intricate certain things can be and how difficult it might be to, I don't know, to respond with intellect or to, 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 to truly, again, 
put down whatever fucking force field the shield that once person had put upon in order to um you know to con- to continue forward again it just allows you to pump your brakes all together it's a, the loudest skrr a motherfucking can skrr and all of a sudden you're scared and and uh the conversation ain't making no fucking sense i say all that to say that that's how deep some fuckery goes and one of the things that messed me up again i guess just going right right into the the tales of what what causes us to react in certain ways and and why we you know react the way that we do um it it, it all has to come through how we're brought up right that nature versus nurture question uh you know was this person gay because of this fuckery that they seen or because something naturally in them invoked this you know it's hard to depict whether the chicken or the egg came first because of the signs that we understand that comes where within and around it and one of the the big just fucking gasps and sighs of fuck the uh, Swarthmore students that uh, occupy a frat house, uh, I guess they had some kind of documents leak in reference to a rape haddock. Now, this, this shit popped off in a private uh, liberal arts school in Pennsylvania. And not to, again, invoke that, that has anything to do with that. But, I mean, money can hush and hush uh, a lot of things to where, you know, they're not really spoken about. They might get their day in a court, depending on if the wrong motherfucker was wronged. And unfortunately, that's kind of the only way you ever see any segue. I'm not too sure if I mentioned any of Kim Kardashian's uh, legal fucking uh, <laughs> um, attributes, not attributes, aspirations. Um, but again, it, it takes clout and money sometimes to make the needle move. And as shitty as that can be for a small party, you know, that's kind of where it takes, unfortunately, validation and backing and, you know what I'm saying, support in order to kind of keep vigilant and to continue forward and to strive, which, again, is what creates those dick riders, those clout chasers, those, you know, people that, again, are fighting for the tit of attention in order to, you know, feel however fucking way or to proceed forward, you know, wherever it is that they're trying to go. And without getting too lost into this, it be it's it all it's all fault of our of our nature and the things that again that we use in order to um just just to live and again the things that we kind of tuck into the dirt because oh you know we don't want to speak of such things right now or you know it's not a good time because of blah 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 and it's all these things that again um push us to you know accepting and to ignoring and to again things becoming as big as they are and i'll get into it later in entertainment news um about like the harvey weinsteins and shit of the world but it's that very same thing where we can say, oh, well, it's just boys being boys. And, you know, and we chalk it up to nothing. Now, mind you, have I used that excuse? I mean, most definitely because it has its place. Um, you know, but when you're talking about stopping someone else's freedom of will and, you know, or or maybe bubbling that into, you know, the, you know, the realms of what alcohol and drugs uh, seem to do and to influence. I mean, again, chicken or egg on where that shit started. But the fact that it's not stopped, well, that's another fucking thing. 
Now, after someone who had gotten caught up did some fucking time, that didn't really stop things from it happening again. And that, that was the scariest part. So after 30 years in prison, there's a dude who was exonerated of rape because of you know DNA testing and all that fun stuff. Two years later, he's facing another motherfucking rape charge. All right, so I'm going to jump into this one because, again, less than two years after being exonerated from a 1985 rape in a case that uh, made international headlines, the same Massachusetts man, George, I'm not sure if it's Parrot or Perot, um, now re uh, reportedly stands charged with raping an unconscious woman. Now, mind you, you might, I'm going to just pause real quick on this article that I got for the Washington Post. Typically, you would say, well, shit, maybe he just was at the wrong place at the, at the you know, right time. And, you know, obviously, he's been having to fight for his freedom. And I imagine that he's never stopped, especially if you're innocent, unless you're just going to say, fuck it, take the Peter route from the New Testament and say, I'm going to write this bitch out because maybe I'm meant to be here. But Parrot, who's, again, 50, who spent roughly 30 years in prison, again, on the wrongful conviction, is accused, again, of raping a woman on a sidewalk in Lawrence, Massachusetts, where police found both him and the woman unconscious and partially clothed. Now, this shit popped off back in January, but the woman who was overdosing on the heroin after being revived with a, was it Narcan? She told police that she last remembered Parrot, Mr. Parrot, or Perriot, um, offering her a powdery substance and encouraging her to snort it. So, again, this motherfucker was partying in this fucking, I don't know what part of town, and you know what I'm saying? You can't say that he wasn't up to something. And what she had then reported is that um, it was weird that I guess the I guess the Republican is the name of the place out there, but or the the uh, paper. She said that she did not consent to sex. So again, <laughs> I don't know if these are just them expectancies because you know I'm dishing out some the shit ain't this shit ain't, is expensive. I'm not sure if, it, if that's a matter of of, uh, of brain length as motherfuckers that I do not know. Could not say, but um, and even the attorney wasn't immediately responding to requests knowing about what that substance was, which I'm not sure why they're withholding information. But again, it's uh, pretty safe to presume up to to no goodness um, among these convictions based on flawed sciences. Again, an aging old DNA is what allowed due to people like from making a murder. Uh, be able to get out. So, but I'm gonna leave the links to the article because it. The reason I I mention this story is just because I'm wondering to myself, like it's one thing, like it's one thing to be again at the wrong place at the right time, vice versa, or none at all, and then again find yourself somewhere again, and to think like I don't. I'm just curious. I'm like, man, the universe really wants this motherfucker to be locked up. And look again at what we found because maybe he didn't hold his own properly. And I say that because most rapes aren't even reported. So the fact that this was took a matter of strength um, upon, you know, this this party. And I guess the, more the fact that they were both fucking found half-assed naked, I'm, I'm assuming in public, right? They said on the sidewalk. And it makes me wonder, was dude getting lazy to the point where he's fucking trying to have sleepovers outside in the goddamn park like a bum? Or, again, was did somehow some motherfucker, a dark angel was over him and knocked, clocked his ass out at the wrong time at the right place? And it makes you wonder, I mean, there was no avoiding what this dude does and maybe where he was finding himself. 
And, I mean, who knows what kind of chain reaction that causes. But I feel, or the scary part, again, is that he is an elder. He is, I mean, you know, you look at the guy, you know, you can tell he's lived some, some years. Again, kind of one of those damn near albino-looking cats where he could almost pass for black as a light, hell of light skin. But then you see his wife and, and that mustache and think to yourself, no, this nigga's probably racist. I don't know. I, I can't pass that kind of judgment. One thing we can definitely say for sure, he enjoys partying and uh, um, raping bitches. And again, not to say that, you know, not to slut shame this woman or call her a bitch. Nothing of that nature. But, I mean, he has an M.O. And I and I'm and I'm definitely one who doesn't like being judged upon set prefaces because people are just gonna assume that it's all good, it's all the same. But you know, history has a way of repeating itself. And goddamn, and I don't like to damn. I want I want to want to bless, but this in this situation, I don't know how you could. We're seeing these for the light in that, and and especially again going back to. Uh, I'm not sure, just looking at the guy again, he looks like a fucking teacher, he looks like a dad of some sort, some sort of authoritarian figure, and you imagine that there was this bitch that was passed on the floor, maybe he was trying to give her some kind of, I don't know, was it that seesaw shit, what is the thing that usually picks you up when you're unconscious and you gotta fucking wake the fuck back up, who knows if he was trying to give her that, and then just got lost in the temptation because she started sucking his dick right after, who's to say, I wasn't there, it'd probably be an illegal matter, or definitely was, because it was happening. I say all that to say that usually, depending on the parties, we're put in certain situations to steer. And obviously, being given free will, we're able to do whatever the fuck we want with it. But at the same time, like you got to believe that there's just this greater notion and this higher power that puts you in particular places to hopefully do good. Right, because I wouldn't imagine God would want us to fucking wreak havoc upon the world. But again, without the yin, how fucking good is the yang? So, and again, I'm not giving any any guy any sort of blessing upon what he's fucking doing. But I'm just I'm saying he could have been a savior. He could have been one to help. And instead, I imagine he gave into his flesh and said, "Fuck it." This is not a good place, but goddamn, am I here at the right time? And he decided to do something wrong with it. And it's those, again, who have that power that still fucking steer that fucking damned Titanic that's going to sink. And whether they, you know, exercise their, you know, their grand um, scheme of, of judgment into, you know, doing the most... I mean, it's sad to see what what comes from some of these shits. And then I also mentioned not to to uh, mention the story about a self help guru, who was kind of on the same shit. This guy actually made it to cult leader status, and uh, you know, seeing he pressure women into sex. And again, when you're of that enchilon, and you are godlike, and you you know, let's let's look at the Greek gods. They were fucking dastardly as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Literally, in orgies of fuck. And in constant basis, and constant surplus, and I'm sure constant as to where, you know what I'm saying, they've had so much pussy, they figure, fuck, maybe a dick could do. And again, not to say that's kind of the measuring tape that we have on sexuality, but, you know, when things come so easy to you, you can't tell me that the challenge or the fight and strive for more doesn't tickle or entice. But again, 
who's to say? It just that's just a thought that comes to mind. Again, the self-help guru who apparently groomed women for sex, subject them to shame and humiliation, which again seems to be kind of how you train them. Shout out to R. Kelly for teaching us, and threatening to expose their deepest, darkest secrets if they didn't comply with this dude's wishes. And um, they, what, the, what they're saying. So they're representing opening statements um, at the sex trafficking trial. Again, of name is Keith Ranier, Ranier, R-A-N-I-E-R-E. Again, former leader of an upstate New York group called the NXIVM. I'm not too sure if that means Nexum or something else. I'm pretty sure it stands for something. It means something deeper. Uh, but again, they're likened to a cult. And the prosecutor alleged that Mr. Renier um, had sex with a 15-year-old girl and took new photos of her. She's also described um, how some female followers were branded with Rainier's initials. So that's some pimp shit. That's definitely how you, you know what I'm saying? You got you to gotta, you gotta brand them heifers, a.k.a. cows, a.k.a. cattle. And authorities then said that branding was done using a, a cautery pen without anesthesia by a doctor who is now under investigation by state health officials. And eight other Jane Doe's in the case have refused to answer questions, saying through their lawyers that the branding was a voluntary free expression of personal belief. Ain't that a motherfucker? Free expression of personal belief. And that's like the main caveat into not only the break in what society would, would deem proper uh, protocol in terms of agreement upon everyone, but also, you know what I'm saying, cracks into the law. And, you know, we'll probably get into it later when we discuss health issues of, you know, outbreaks like fucking smallpox and stuff like that, you know, that motherfuckers be getting from just not getting vaccinated. Anyways, um, Rainier's trial is expected to feature testimony from women who claim to have been forced to have sex with him. Five of Rainier's co-defendants, including TV actress Allison Mack, who again pleaded guilty to again being part of this cult. And I remember touching on this topic, and I'm forgetting right now her face and what I think she was part of a Disney show um, that she was a part of. But bringing up the fact that she kind of was swindled into this stuff. And, yo, there's something about that that fascinates me because I, it makes me wonder. And it, and I've, I've always... It may, it may be for my own good and balanced into the universe. I haven't, you know, um, gone into the hemispheres that, you know, that I would want to be at least, again, not yet, because I feel like God and the universe is definitely shifting and molding and allowing steel to be sharpened so that maybe my will is stronger because how easy it is to kind of give into shit to where you just... You know, the little bit of the soul doesn't doesn't pop through. And I'm, and I'm pretty sure that's what stops a lot of people from operating in general because maybe they're destined for some kind of dastardly deeds and, you know, by some shift of uh, the pendulum swing or you name whatever um, that kind of gets in the way that, again, makes them brakes pump, makes that shit stop. And as fucked as some tragedies can be, it may be for the better, because who knows what sort of King Jong-un, Hitler-type Trump figure, you know, saying that could stem from these things. And I say all that sarcastically, especially uh, with Trump, because I, I, I mean, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I, it, it's hard to play devil's advocate when I'm having to represent both parties, so it, it just sounds crazy. And everyone, you know, deserves their 
you know, their their appropriate hearing in order to, you know, defend themselves and to hopefully, I don't know, I'm not get out justice warrior-like, so, you know, fuck whoever you want to fuck in both the literal and metaphorical sense. Um, and this guy definitely got it because, you know what I'm saying, loyalty. And um, there's a reporter who refused to identify a source. Um, motherfucker got handcuffed, cops raided his home, fucking went through computers, all this stuff. There was a death. Um, pretty much that involved someone who was a part of the the uh, police force and there was some kind of confident um, confidential uh, details of you know there being cocaine and other shit that were involved in this dude's death and because it was confidential they had asked dude um, you know where he obtained this this information and usually most reporters and people like that they want to keep their you know sources anonymous both for the safety of them but also you know not to fuck up the you know the the water well and but this dude though and again links in the descriptions below or wherever you're obtaining this information i'll have stuff to the article so you can do deeper dives because he deserves uh more information or more recognition because most people they don't they really they don't look after their sources and and uh, that's if it's genuine details and not bullshit that someone spouts on twitter that we kind of go running with anyways he was a freelance reporter named brian carmody or carmody Anyways, again, he didn't want to reveal the source of where he got this information. Sometimes, you know, a good reporter, good people person, you know, can kind of crack any code or, you know, be given a little bit of small details. And this dude definitely, staying true to his word, did not reveal it. But for that very reason, they just ransacked his shit. And I feel like that's fucked up in the essence of, you know, us having these amendment rights to, again, uh, you know, hold just all the things that go, that go into that. I'm, I'm not I'm not too well versed so I'm not going to be quoting stuff like that or from it but you know I, I thought we had a right to privacy I thought that you know if it ain't your fucking business and I didn't hurt nobody then you know again what business is it to you but because it is um, in talks with investigations and maybe them wanting to patch you know leaks and, and where that's from I mean again what happened to you know knowledge of information again this is what pops off and fucks up all that you know WikiLeaks it, it situations which I'll get into later um, and you know broadening the the rise of what the NSA knows and a whole lot more than we would ever presume and you know whatever we can do to try to stop that or you know or fight against it seems fucking um you know destitute it, it seems like it's you're going upstream with it and that's the part of corrupt shit that I can't you know how how do you combat against that how do you stop that what could you do I mean, again, I'm not trying to incite any riots. I definitely reserve the right to incriminate myself, so I'm not trying to influence or spread seeds. At least nothing of negativity, nothing that could hopefully get me in any sorts of trouble. But, I mean, really, it takes us standing against those in, that in which kind of is pushed upon us. And I feel like the more we get into this technology sort of realm, where not only do we not give any fucks about the terms and conditions that we're signing on to, but because things become such um, a staple and such a common ground that if you're not with it, if you're not participating, then you are doing a disservice to yourself and any sort of sociable uh, connections because, again, you decided to go against the mold. And that's fucked up and that's terrible and 
something like that can happen with uh, with Chelsea Manning, who was recently freed from jail, but she's facing another subpoena based on the WikiLeaks case. And I forgot during this whole um, time that I've been away, I haven't really talked about Julian Assange. I forget where he was camping out at. I'm not sure if it was in Russia or if it was one of those Spanish uh, countries, but they were kicking his ass out. <laughs> the same motherfucker was dirty, smelled like ass, he didn't wash himself. I'm pretty sure just out of sheer um, paranoia that, you know, shit was going to happen, who knows what. Well, he was a terrible house guest, and again, these are people who, again, because of the information that were leaked out, because of, you know, the, I mean, Ever Snowden, I don't know, he's still stuck in Russia. You know, who, who knows what other uh, shits popped off from, again, taking part in again allowing us to know what's going on in our day and day lives mind you just not like well like with the uh, i'm pretty sure with the knowledge of of aliens or any kind of you know art, artificial intelligence or just anything that unidentified uh beings of nature that we can't compute I'm, i mean i'm sure we told we're told or we're not told certain things so that again we don't fucking lose our minds so that we don't halt in where we are and realize that we're slaving it every day day in and day out on some dumb shit putting up with things so minuscule and so retarded and so unnecessary that unless we felt an obligation to again keep at that fucking hamster wheel do we continue to do the things that we do? You know, if ever we were alerted that there was something more um, massive happening, you know, they, they don't want us to stop. They're, you know what I'm saying? Whether or not it's us, you know, um, manually generating this energy to keep these fucking lights on so that we can, you know, keep broadcasting this show of bullshit that, that, that we seem to be in, live in, and uh, be witness to. Um, you know, we can't be told anything else because then it would stop. And whoever the powers that are, that are, don't want that to happen because all this other shit is way more beneficial or entertaining. And I would hate to think that it's a matter of, um, of entertainment for someone. I want to, I want to believe that there's just something so crazy that's happening right now that maybe, um, we can't we we can't take any stop because if we did then maybe something wouldn't happen and maybe it's taking this build up and this is it's needing this shit fuck, fuck stack of a wall to come tumbling down whether that be the towers of a bell or not and one of the i want to talk about you know tumbling down and throwing shit over and i want to go into that story about the kid at the mall that again happened a few weeks ago um but shout out to what was it to cnn doing this uh cover story and again i'm not gonna get too into it I just wanted to give it a shout out real quick about a dude who was cracking his neck and i do it often just did it right now you know do a little twerk and you know your shit cracks but this dude did it in such a funky way that apparently his fucking heart stopped he had a heart attack that's fucking scary to think of something so in, uh, or, you know, I don't know, is it the habit, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to say it's traditional, I want to say it's by nature, it's just something that, you know what I'm saying, we get so used to doing that it can cause that kind of a fucking, of a spasm. And that maybe also might be something of it too, where, again, if, if the Bible were something to base anything out of it in the acceptance that, you know, two or more people coming together is, you know, creates a body of Christ of sorts to think that by whatever sort of corrupt um, tick 
in this body can just cause an all-out spasm to just off itself like it we would we would shed people by the by the thousands i'm sure right if 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 uh if tobacco and cancer well, i mean i guess you can connect those dots to be the same if you can connect cancer and any other old bullshit that's so commonplace that it knocks out and clears out so many hundreds and thousands possibly millions to think that you know something so minuscule can cause that same sort of riptide and domino effect but again especially in that respect of of domino effects i want to go into that dude who again tossed this little boy and i can't tell if this brother is latino because of his last name uh looks black as hell you know what i'm saying which maybe we can say as dominican but they really don't go into it the name is emmanuel aranda again hard to tell by the look of his face uh, but dude's 24 years old. He was in the Mall of America in the hometown of Sir Mr. Prince, formerly known as some kind of symbol sign or reverse. Um, he was at the mall, and I'm not sure why dude was upset and pissed off and set on killing somebody. But he literally chucked a five-year-old over three stories. And I'm not too sure if dude's brain dead or, or what. He's no longer in um, ICU. Because, again, it's been so fucking long since the story had popped up. But they really don't go into any kind of follow-up details, unfortunately. Boy, he fell 40 feet. Now, to think that you're so mad at the world. And, again, we can kind of connect this, too, with, um, I forget I forget how to fucking say it. William Neeson's uh, <laughs> dude. And I just think about the Key and Peele sketch. Uh, but the guy from the Taken movies, I remember he got into some bullshit um, because he revealed the story to a reporter about when he was so pissed at one of his homies or cousins or lady friends being raped by some black dude that he was just walking around the city just looking for any black dude he could to fucking kill him. So I said to say, you know, there's a lot of things that we do, you know, based on anger and wanting to get back with the world. But what could fucking possibly tick into this guy's head that he needed to throw a fucking little kid over the goddamn balcony? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, even in, in the same respect to where, I don't know, let's say... I mean, out of all people, he could have fucking threw over a shoplifter. He could have, you know saying, been a rural top flight, you know saying, uh, um, mall security of the world and try to stop someone from, I don't know, getting groped or, um, you know, taking off with a pretzel without paying, you know saying, something. Again, that none of it is validated by, you know, throwing over fucking three stories. But you figure if you're going to connect some dots to look for a reason for some kind of bullshit. But the fact that there isn't lets you know that we're in, into some dark fucking times. Because if you need not a reason to just fuck you, that's dangerous. Like, that's the... That's like legitimately dangerous. Like I don't know. That that sounds like chaos to me. Not chaos. Like that sounds like chaos. It don't make no fucking sense. Same with this other woman who um, in Chicago. And again, I know this happened a little bit of ways of time ago, but it's still kind of it, it fucks with me because. All right, there was a missing pregnant girl. She was between like 16 or 18. No, she was 19 years old. Um, and this happened in, in late May. She went out. I guess she found some people on Facebook um, to get some baby clothes. And I'm not too sure if she got it once before. And, and, you know, and they invited her over again. And 
I guess when she went back again, and mind you, this happened in the south side of Chicago, which I wouldn't expect. I know a lot of Chief Keith type of, you know, bang, bang, bangs happened, but I wouldn't have expected this. So she goes back to meet up with these people again, trying to get some free baby clothes, because, you know, sometimes, I mean, it sounds like hotcakes, but sometimes you can't even give this shit away. Just, you know, whatever. No need for it, right? Kids outgrow shit so quickly. She goes and doesn't come back. Apparently gets fucking choked out. And they find her dead ass body missing the baby. And apparently the lady who who yanked out the baby or who um, she went to go meet, I guess, wanted to keep the kid. Which didn't make any sense to me. I guess this broad came from Colorado. She was sentenced to 100 years. Um, and it, But it just it doesn't make any sense. Um again as to why she would do this but she wanted to keep the baby like i don't know what she saw in this woman that would make her think man i'm gonna kill this bitch and this baby must be special so i'm gonna keep the baby i want i want burdens that badly that i want to fucking cut it out of a bitch's body now mind you i mean it's really expensive you know to go to the hospital to do that little stay inpatient which i'm gonna call it the fucking the facility fees the professional fees all the bullshit that they get you on which mind you could be worth it could not but it's mighty expensive so i could say i wanted to avoid that charge but god damn cutting off of a bitch's stomach again it, it sounds so grotesque not only me calling the woman a bitch but also just the sheer fact that again she literally had to cut it out and then they found the baby and i'm not too sure if it was still too early i'm not too sure if they were gonna put it in some kind of incubation chamber who the fuck knows how they were gonna just birth this baby and allow it to grow into something healthy baby's brain damaged it's brain dead it's it's it seems like such a waste of two lives so i'm not too sure again because there still has been any sort of testimony as to why they would have done it other than that they did it with the intention of trying to keep the kid but how i mean had you experimented in some kind of wayward uh part of colorado that allows you to do experiments like this to know how to fucking properly um you know execute something like that like it it just because it doesn't make any sense, at least to, and you know, I have a pretty twisted mind, but because it wouldn't make any fucking sense, both financially, both in, not to say that making the kids is a bad financial decision, but ain't the best, um, but to think that, you know, to, one would kind of outweigh all these notions just to come to this result, and mind you, it could have been some sort of deal, obviously it was a deal gone wrong, but I'm not too sure if maybe it wasn't what she'd expected to, to get from it. But it just, it doesn't make any sense and it gives me fear. And again, not so much that I'm scared because I'm, I'm way over this world. Fuck this life. Um, although, you know, I, I'd love to <laughs> obtain and achieve more at the same time. It's like, man, no, fuck this shit. Like, I'm, I'm, whatever this, this next realm is, I'm hoping it's a whole lot better. I'm, I'm done with trying to make excuses for my kind. And, and legit, it makes me go into the world of, um, oh shit, what was it, Lot? Um, it was in Sodom and Gomorrah. Was it was it Abraham or was it no? I think it was Lot. I think it was Abraham's nephew, and his little you know skirmish through the city of Thin, and having to make his way out. And again, going back to those biblical times where God's like, "Give me twenty good motherfuckers." Hell, nigga, if you could find me five five decent human beings, I won't blow this bitch up. But no, the city didn't have that in which case fucking angels came down and murked the fuck out of it you know what i'm saying fire embers and all and even to the hoes that looked back then goodbye bitch you're gonna be gone along with it 
And it makes me wonder if God's given up on giving us those sort of uh, flushings of sorts. Or again, it's just a matter until, especially with all this asteroid talk, which I'm sure we'll get into when we get into some science. But to think that, you know, we're that knee deep in fuckery. And again, cities where I thought wearing the wrong color would have got you fucking pop, pop, popped. To think that shit like that, man, is going on. This really makes you wonder, really makes you want to pray, and eventually when that gets tired, say fuck it. It's business time. But you know the business. Man, you know the business. Yes, business. And I know the chemistry. Yes, business time. Y'all getting right into business affairs and going right for the jugular. Um, tell me if y'all didn't miss this. At Burger King, they had cooked up some kind of thing called the pissed meal. Not only to take a jab at McDonald's with the Happy Meals, but also to promote mental health awareness. I didn't know the month of May meant mental health awareness. I thought that was like breast cancer, but I mean, every month has its has its shenanigans. Anyways, uh, they dubbed these real meals again a jab at Happy Meals and being that no one can be happy and smug all, all the time. So they broke it down into a couple different well-known moods and emotional states, one being the pissed meal, other one being the salty meal, which doesn't sound good for cholesterol, but neither does fast food. The Yaz meal, the DGAF meal, and then the blue meal. So I'm not sure why you, you would be eating if you felt blue, but I mean, if, if you don't eat your emotions, then what the fuck are you doing at a fast food restaurant anyhow? Anyways, apparently these box combos, which included a Whopper, fries, and a drink, I'm not too sure if anything else more particular to kind of go along with the shitty mood that you might be in, uh, but they started, I guess, a couple, are these considered the meccas of the, of the United States? Because they got Austin, L.A., Miami, New York, Seattle. So again, I guess good testing grounds because you have every type of hipster in each of these places at a given time. Um, and again, just to kind of promote, um, I guess, just to create awareness, but also again to take jabs and to create controversy. And I think, I mean, I feel that's that's what good old competition uh, used to be. And it takes him back into the days of like Sega versus Nintendo when the console wars during the 16-bit generation. So I thought that was interesting. And it caught my attention uh, more so than Facebook switching gears over uh, banning Alex Jones, uh, InfoWars, which again, I mean, they've been getting tossed off of every sort of, um, I mean, medium, which makes you wonder if they're possibly spreading some shoes, if these some these are really hated motherfuckers that they keep getting kicked off of shit. I mean, from I mean, once you get banned on Twitter, like you could do a lot of shit, and for them to want need to ban you like that, I think that's saying a lot because they put up with a lot of stuff. But when you once you start messing with dividends, in the end, yeah, they're gonna shut shit down. The fact that they were on, no, it wasn't Hulu. I think it was oh man Roku. They had a thing on Roku, and apparently the uproar was so damn intense. They had to kick them off a motherfucking Roku. You have to pay for this thing. And apparently the dollars, you know what I'm saying, they uh, they spoke their piece for sure. But along with um, Alex Jones and all them, 
fucking Louis Farrakhan got thrown into the mix as well. So I guess the whole deal behind this, and it makes you feel like if you're radicalized or if you're going anywhere against the norm, that they're going to shut you down. If you have a big enough of a following, then, then yeah, they're going to shut you down. They're going to try your very best. So I think that either leaves only room for the smaller entities to try to spread truths and messages of that nature, or, I mean, whatever your undercover agent, you know what I'm saying, trying to uh, appear indie, you know what I'm saying, really being fed by the machine. So, I mean, really, who could you trust? And especially since, and again, sticking more to the Facebook stuff, one of the co-founders had called um, and, I guess, urged senators to try to create this, like, antitrust probe to break up Facebook. But you can't break up an entity that, again, is in bed with the government because the government wants to milk that bitch dry. And that is one of those things. And I'll, I'll definitely let y'all, you guys read into that because I, I don't mess with the Facebooks, even though I'm sure there's a profile still created for me regardless of having formal things and that's supposedly expiring and being deleted. I mean, everything's on the server, right? On some kind of cloud of some nature. But the fact that they try to call, the co-creators called, they try to dismantle it. Because again, that maybe ever picturing or knowing what kind of a beast it created, especially with the fact that I think most most job place most places where you try to fill out a job application ask, hey, would you want to connect your Facebook directly into this bitch? Not only so we can cross reference to make sure that you're the right kind of people, but also so we can see all your shenanigans because I'm pretty sure you do it real unfiltered like and I'm not too sure if they have a way to get rid of uh, whatever privacy if there's a privacy blocker, but you know what I'm saying the makes anti public profiles public i mean I, I don't know what kind of powers they have that can turn that shit into that but i mean shit if we're able to pay um with bitcoins at a local starbucks and nordstrom's and gamestop and whole foods then, then what can't you do so yes i, I really quickly segue into this shit but customers again can spend bitcoins at the at a lot of other facilities not just the ones that i mentioned so you might want to do some digging crypto digging if uh if you subscribe to that kind of shit i don't know how it works i don't know how you data mine i'm not too sure how the fuck that creates currency but i mean shit if you can get you a free coffee and you know what i'm saying a, a used copy of some shit then then why wouldn't you and apparently if you ask people they don't they won't know what the fuck you mean but if they subscribe to those little qr code things where you can make payments via that that's how you can use your Bitcoin. So they may not even know. And, and the thing that troubles me the most, kind of, sort of, is when I used to work in retail, you know, we used to have to, we used to, have to tally, you know, whether it was check, whether it was card, whether it was cash. And so I can't imagine there being like another miscellaneous kind of pile of, oh, yeah, this is all Internet-based purchases. I mean, I guess it's as simple as that. But I'm wondering if it comes up under a different queue or not. Or how one would have to keep inventory of that, because it just makes me wonder. Like, could it, if if I was if I was smart enough to hack into some shit, could I just make a fake profile with fake things so I can get little, you know, not too expensive items, you know, feed throughout my day, you know, be, being able to feed myself and you know, what I'm saying lubricate myself, you know, throughout the day it doesn't sound like a bad little thing if I can do it. You know, what I'm saying with a couple little bunk clicks. 
you know, it not coming out of my bank account. But speaking of which, it's definitely going to be coming out of the bank account, which, you know, we kind of saw it coming with the, the tariffs in, on China and whatnot. Walmart had already announced that they were getting ready to raise prices because of these tariffs. So, again, for as long as Trump wants to charge and tax China into, you know, for them importing stuff into us, which we, for whatever reason, seem to be on their dick heavy not only from properties that they own like they own districts you know what i'm saying but but even beyond that like we actually are a heavily imported country and to think that we actually export things ourselves which i have would have no fucking idea because even our flags are made from china so what could we possibly be offering to other countries other than our reality tv shows I, i can't think of anything that's produced here and I guess movies, but still, even then, they're fucking. They're going on location. They're not fucking trying to pay, you know, whatever sort of dollar just to be able to get a license that says, okay, I can film here when I can do it when no one's looking. I mean, I don't know exactly how that works exactly, but it got me thinking about one of the most oldest known hustles because it makes you wonder if if you can do things the legal way, if you know, uh, it makes you think of this uh, lyric by. Danny Brown, I think it was called Terrorist Threats, featuring Absol, or maybe Absol was featured him. Uh, but he was saying, he's like, I can't get a job if they drug test me. <laughs> Which, again, it just goes into the sis where, you know, you gotta, you gotta flip the system, you gotta make the system work for you. And it makes me think of the Queen. And um, the, there's a book called The Queen, and it reveals a story of a woman who became the symbol of of welfare fraud and no i'm not talking about rachel dalazel who got caught up trying to get her black card uh, but the actual welfare queen and uh, anyways there's an article that npr had did that um that really had me going talking about theories and um you know consumers of media and capitalistic money obsessed countries i mean for whatever reason we love a good fraudster and there's uh, compelling evidence on that, apparently. Uh, Exhibit A was Catch Me If You Can. It was a high-grossing 2002 film in which Leonardo DiCaprio played the charming, quick-thinking Frank Abigail, or Abignail. Anyways, he was a con man in his youth, forging his identity almost as convincingly as he'd forged his checks. And uh, Exhibit B was Can You Ever Forgive Me? I didn't think it was critically acclaimed, but in 2018, there was a a movie with Melissa McCarthy, and she played an author named Lee Israel, who forged and sold letters ostensibly written by famous authors and actors. Exhibit C was if you haven't heard of Anna Delvey, a.k.a. Anna Sorokin, the young woman who scammed her way through New York City's elite by pretending to be a German heiress. And I don't know where you've been. I get, apparently she's been all over social media and uh, movies coming out about her too. So I guess what they're asking is, you know, what do all these shits have in common besides them being white and the conning individuals who moved into the circles. On the other hand, though, it seems though some of the true stories of another con artist, her name was Linda Taylor, a mixed race woman who wasn't allowed to attend the white school in her sundown town. Uh, so she what, so she does not have a blockbuster movie being made about her, but she could because she passed as white, black, Latina, Hawaiian, Filipina, I guess all at different times that she wore fabulous clothings and drove incredible cars and at some points of her life she must have been charming as well as domineering and controlling because she kept 
um, ingratiating herself into people's lives, I guess earning the trust before betraying it. And the thing is, if you've ever think that you haven't heard of her before, you have. And I guess she's a 1970s Ronald Reagan boogeyman, a racist dog whistle turned stereotype, and the ever infamous welfare queen. Again, the queen by Josh Levin tells the true story of Linda Taylor and the name she uh, used during the few years she was making dubious headlines, born Martha Louise White. Uh, she also used the names Martha Miller, Martha Gordon, Martha Davis, Connie Reed, Betty Smith, Connie Harbaugh, uh, Beverly Singleton. And we'll be talking about Mr. John Singleton later on in Entertainment News, uh, Constance Wakefield, and among others, though incredibly involved reporting that clearly required not only a slew of interviews, but a vast swath of documents that had to be cross-referenced and compared to figure out the timeline and the many names, including alternate spellings that Miss Taylor used. Uh, Levin had managed to bring the human being out from the stereotype. Uh, he does so in over, I guess, overall um, editorializing. But even though there's so much material in the book, I guess it sometimes seems to lose the plot. Apparently, Levin succeeds in oh, in ways drawing uh, readers back in the main subjects of systematic oppression, rhetoric that feeds it, and uh, apparently how Taylor fit in both. So that right there is interesting enough to kind of. Uh, it, it seems like interesting reading not only to hopefully stim stimulate the, the hustle on everyone, but also to show that, I mean, if it's a game, that you can get your pimping. Pimping. All right, so one of the things that also caught my attention, because no matter where you are, where there is a will, there's a way, and a rogue coder, I guess, turns a parking spot into a co-working space, and then people started loving it, digging it, copycatting and causing some other fucking ridiculous ass trend in Silicon Valley. Again, so looking like another yet weird symptom of San Francisco tech culture, a cluster of people sitting on the side of the road working at desks placed within the boundaries of a parking space is the whole point of this article, and it's called um, We Park. And I guess it's a project led by San Francisco-based web developer Victor Pontes, Pontes, and he was actually a manifestation of an idea that was, be, you know, become more popular over the past couple of years. Cities use space inefficiencies and prioritize cars over people, while the people at the desk were attempting to reclaim the sliver of space for human use. Car parking squatters space uh, that can again be used for public good, bike lanes, larger sidewalks, retail cafes, more housing. Anyways, Pania said that let's use the city streets for people, not cars. And I guess that's where the whole franchise of Wheat Park popped off from. And they got the idea from a Twitter exchange in which GitHub's Devon Ziegel, Ziegel pointed out that the eight bicycles could fit in one parking spot instead of a car. Urbanist Annie Fryman responded suggesting that the metered parking spot will be used as a co-working space instead. And again, it, it took one person to do that, figuring that what they could spend, what, $2.25 uh, per hour fee, and, you know, that would be a whole shit ton cheaper than actually having to pay rent. So in a way, I mean, if, if you had the extension cord, if you had the, you know, right actual business next door you can shimmy and rig a little device to where and i'm not too sure 
how 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 space tech advanced it is out in San Fran, where you can easily you know get a hold of electricity. But if that was the case, then you really don't need to worry about. I mean, and again, I don't know how nice the weather is. I know San Diego will be popping, but I don't know how it is further up the state. But you figure it'd only be cooler, right? I mean, still, you're not too far from the water. So, again, I'm not too sure how they get that popping off to where it can seem bearable. But we're in Arizona, so we're getting into the high time where you bit a, you fit a burn your asshole. You know what I'm saying? Just sitting in a place that maybe ain't getting enough shade. So, if they could do it, you know what I'm saying? By golly, you know, I, I love how um, they can... People are seen as revolutionary because they're fucking working on the streets and someone were kicked off into their ass, you know, with not, nowhere else to go. We call that shit fucking uh, homelessness. But hey, you know what I'm saying? To each their own. And I guess some more shouts out to people in San Fran. Uh, San Francisco was the first state in the U.S. to ban facial recognition. And I briefly touched on this topic when I was hanging out with Jesus during a soap opera sessions. Um, but the fact that they're at that point, understanding how crucial, um, you know, our face is, again, or how crucial face recognition could be in most technologies and how we're easily uh, just sucked into things because of how advanced software is. I mean, it, it really makes it scary because, I mean, have you ever seen those deep fakes? There was one of Bill Hader doing Arnold Schwarzenegger, and them two people definitely don't look anywhere uh, near close to one another, uh, one being an Irish Jew, the other one being from fucking Austria, you know what I'm saying, like, there could not be any more complete opposites, but again, with that, I mean, he's already doing an impression, so then imagine adding some kind of technology that makes you look like, you know, so many things can be hampered and, and tricked and, and manipulated, and it's it's dangerous. So the fact that they have enough forethought to, the, yo, we got to ban this shit out, makes you wonder how it works when it comes to private technology, because if your iPhone has the only way to unlock that bitch is through facial recognition, I wonder how easy, you know what I'm saying, it is to... Uh, I don't know if a, a small civil civil suit would pop off from that. I mean, I imagine it's only when it comes to corporations using shit. Which, mind you, what the fuck happens to our data? I mean, that's I guess a whole other topic from the day. But yeah, the fact that they're banning it really makes you wonder what sort of safety precautions we should be taking uh, when it comes to that, and what sort of control we have with it at all because I mean software is going to run the way that it needs to run and unless it's going to fuck with your momentum or your day, day in day out sort of activities I mean how could you ever know but again they must be doing that for some reason for sure um, and along with it again being that every move that we make every choice you know that we click on or swipe to it's creating algorithms it's creating just endless amounts of data that we ourselves are paying for because i'm pretty sure we had to pay our fucking cell phone bill and that data again is using uh the very very cellular service that we have to pay for in order for them to collect and Google is adding ways to auto-delete location history web activities, which, again, I thought was a big deal because to, to think that for every time that you had to Google something and, let's say, you use a microphone thing, they keep that shit. And it's stored somewhere. And I'm pretty sure people who have to siphon and filter and audit these sorts of things are probably laughing their ass off 
as well as you know any other images and shit that they're probably collecting from things that we're constantly uploading so the fact that they had to add that feature because it was just that I don't know if it was just that commonplace, and I'm not too sure if it was about the people that was creeping that you know they had to they had to do that so often that it became a renowned feature. But just like and I forget the name of the company that was like meant for cheating that definitely blew up and caused people to fucking have commit mass suicides because of embarrassment and sheer shame. Um, it's like it sounded like Mary Kate, but that was another bitch. She's dead too, but still, like I can't remember the thing. So I mean, where again, where there's a, I mean, where there's a calling for it. If you build it, they, you know, they should come. Um, but along with it, though, and I'm not too sure if, if this is a matter of coming or or not, or really being so angry that they never got to come. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're jerking off at the computers. I want to talk about video games just for a little bit because Microsoft Solitary is actually being honored in a, the Video Game Hall of Fame, which I don't know was a real thing or not. But, uh, yeah, he got inducted into the Hall of Fame. And Solitary, for those that don't know, was introduced to Windows 3.0 back in 1990. And apparently it's been the go-to distraction for procrastinators for over three decades. Uh, again, being honored in its rightful place with the Video Game Hall of Fame. And I guess this, the National Museum of Play officially announced that the video uh, video game Hall of Fame inductees this year were not only um, solitary, Super Mario Kart, which I didn't like the Super Nintendo version just because, I mean, sprites. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, it's, it's nothing in comparison to how beautiful uh, shit is now. Shouts out to Wii U and Switch. Um, along with them, Mortal Kombat. So shout out to uh, Mortal Kombat 11 that recently came out and is on Switch because there was a big deal back in the day because of its blood, because of its gore and violence. They weren't allowed on Nintendo products. And when they were, they had to like literally implement a sweat code so that instead of blood it looked like sweat, which was weird in itself because it looked like bodily fluids. But anyways, they're in there. And the deepest cut of all is a 1976 text-based title called Colossal Cave Adventure. Never played it. I can only think, when I think old school, I'm fucking digging as deep as the Oregon Trail. Uh, but yeah, they, they made the cut. And again, sprinkling the bit of genres into all this stuff, um, you know... They they beat out games like Half Life, which probably one of the first first person shooters I ever played. Asteroids, which you figure one of the most classic shooters ever. Dance Dance Revolution, which I mean I know that shit's still popping in Tokyo, even though Konami doesn't really release those kind of things on the major platforms. Call of Duty, which I really can't stand, but they make their money year in year out. Uh, Miss Pac-Man, King's Quest. Metroid. I don't really fuck with the original because there was no map in that bitch. But shout out to uh, to Super Metroid and Minecraft, which um, probably we'll have to wait until 20, uh, 2020 to be able to um, you know reenlist. But they recently just came out with the ten year anniversary edition to their stuff, and to think that most ten year olds who are playing this game have no idea this game was out since they were born. And yet, uh, the community only gets stronger, and they keep re-releasing this game. And I think it's considered the best-selling game, not only because it hooked um, kids, but once Microsoft bought them and they made it like a 
stationary included game with most of their Xbox consoles. Uh, big shout out to them. And then big shout out, or even bigger shout out, especially considering the size of this creation, uh, to someone who was rejected from the CES uh, 2019. Um, I'm not too sure if there were awards in robotics and technology, um, but what is her name? Laura Hardock or Haddock, H-A-D-D-O-C-K. She, uh, again, part of the CES tech show, uh, won an innovation award originally being banned and kicked off, I think, the uh, um, the induction or the process. I'm not too sure if there was an uproar because they started, you know, calling it out for, you know, being of uh, feminine taste or necessity. She pretty much made a fucking vibrator, but it won a robotics award. So I can't tell you what's special about this. Because from what I can see, it looks like a regular cock and balls, but not necessarily. So I'm not too sure if that's maybe what makes it more discreet. I mean, it looks like a Pokemon shit this out. But again, I highly suggest y'all checking out the links. They will be included wherever it is that you're consuming this. Uh, just so you can take a look to see where technology has gotten us. And if you ever want to have a blast from the past, fucking Tamagotchi made its way back. Which, what I remember, man, I don't know if you, if, for y'all that don't know, Tamagotchi was like an egg, half egg-shaped uh, keychain device that pretty much played like a VMU. If y'all ever played Sega Dreamcast, for y'all that didn't, it's just a black and white little LCD screen. Uh, again, no color. Um, very minimum buttons. I think it was like three. And you're pretty much hatching an egg which is a Tamagotchi. Um, can't tell if it was alien life or it was some kind of pet, but that's how you treated it. Like, you know, you would feed it, you would walk it, groom it, um, and pretty much have to shovel it shit away. And I remember them joints, it couldn't have cost more than $10 because I, I, I wouldn't see people having as many as it did back in the day. Um, and fucking shout out to inflation, yo, because it's $60 now. I mean, mind you, it's in color. It's, for whatever reason, attached to this, like, crystal rock-looking thing. And I'm not too sure if that's just for the display. I'm hoping you can take that out. You figure with today's technology, we can use the same fucking shape of device, including, you know, a little colored LCD screen. But uh, for those that may be too young, I don't know why you're listening to me, uh, but check out the Tamagotchi. And those, again, that want a little nostalgic uh, flick of the tit. Check out the new the, the new motherfucking Tamagotchi because it just it looks interesting, and it and it's it's funny because as much as um, as much as you, you know we grow with technology when we look back to certain things from back in the day they're not as dope as we remember them. Nostalgia uh, has such a big part of our memories that things really can't um, not only compete with them. But they're also not what we remember them as. So when I see people or companies revisit these sorts of things uh, for the better, I mean, it just, I guess it shows not only respect to the consumer a little bit, but also, I guess, hopes that they can try to fish in more people. So it really may not be them giving a fuck about us. But, hey, as long as you can make my memories better than what they were, then who am I to argue? 
Now, I, I guess another point of uh, argument, though, for argument's sake, Sony and Microsoft were teaming together to explore joint development, apparently for the future of, uh, of uh, cloud solutions. And the reason why I kind of said it the way that I said it is because when you talk to gamers who... I mean, I own all systems, so it's whatever. But when you talk to certain fanboys, especially because back in the day, you couldn't afford to have everything. At least not the people that I knew, definitely not me myself. Um, so usually you were probably a one console kind of home. So that means either you were diehard Sega or you were diehard Nintendo. Uh, enter, you know, mid, mid to late 90s, you were then probably either PlayStation. Enter then early 2000s or maybe you were Xbox. So again, with all these, you were ride or die for whatever it is that, you know, you had or you preferred. And... That's what not only created fanboys, but also creates more tension between these wars of what's better. I mean, mind you, more or less, it's all the same shit. Although some companies, you know, put more, uh, you know, afterthought or, or forethought into first party lineups. Again, shout out to Nintendo, shout out to Sony, who definitely won the last generation's console war. Nintendo always holding their own because they make real wise investments and they don't try to overspend in hopes that they're going to break even. They do what they need to in order to, and, and they stay innovative for sure. And again, you see the, you know, the big big bully bashes like Microsoft, Xbox, and Sony's PlayStation that, again, are going to try to be the most up-to-date in tech and powerhouse, you know, trying to get you the you know the most, you know, the, the biggest of the big, the AAA, the expensive. Well, again, them teaming up together cause a lot of tiffs because people are either one side or the other. Definitely not both because, I mean, let's be real, Xbox kind of sucks when it comes to the creation or the creative um process of it especially not having the best first party studios to create these sort of games but that's not the topic the topic is the fact that they're joining together and probably to try to fight google stavia because again that's clouding service systems that are going to probably fuck with a lot of um the money that these publishers make from pimping other publishers games you know whenever you see a, a game on a certain system please believe that system is getting a 30 percent cut of whatever is being sold on there so it doesn't matter who the fuck's selling what because they're getting their cut you're using the machine they're getting a cut there's a big reason why uh the Fortnite, you know trying to bring make it crossover to where you know works with no matter what system you're on with you know playing against whatever your friends that are maybe on a different system sony wanted to hold on to the money they didn't want you to buy something on the e-shop and end up you know using it somewhere else so that someone else gets some dollars they wanted the dividends it's, it's a business and seeing that sony isn't really the best when it comes to software mind you microsoft is a fucking software company so they know their shit xbox live admittedly is a whole lot better than psn not only from the access to it but just how it works i mean i don't like having to pay sixty dollars every year and i definitely have let my xbox um live thing lapse not only because they don't have any i mean partially because me not wanting to spend the sixty dollars more 
more accurately is because I don't fucking I'm not digging the games that they're giving out this year. It's, it's not a big necessity for me to. I don't. It's been months since I played that fucking system. So from the only time I had to turn that bitch on is to download the new games anyway. So once that bitch expired, there was no need to have to turn that motherfucker on. I just recently did it to kind of move it into the bedroom. You know what I'm saying? That's where the magic happens. That's where I want to watch my movies. Um, yeah. So doesn't mean shit but they know what they're doing when it comes to the uh to online sort of services if anything i mean microsoft i think is the biggest punk ass because that they try to help sega with that in the fucking following year once the uh, dreamcast had tanked bam all of a sudden here comes the og xbox so i mean so they they definitely are a company that that are about themselves so how and mind you the whole reason uh, that they're joining forces, so to speak, and not only I'm sure to try to tackle Google and their gaming uh, cloud services, but also because, again, Sony doesn't have the best infrastructure. So they figure, well, you know what, let's kind of create this this middle line. Let's, you know, let's do this thing where, you know, we all have to say we're on the same common ground. And at the same time, and this is, again, I guess what was genius on Microsoft's part. Well, both on Sony, too, because, for, for example, uh, Blu-ray. That's owned by Sony. So in Xbox 360, which I think they played it, Blu-ray. If they didn't, then definitely the Xbox One. In order for you to watch that fucking movie, you need a Blu-ray player. So that means that Sony made money off each of them units. So that means moving forward, in order to use this cloud-based system, which they're going to both get data to try to create and figure whatever the hell they need to do, Microsoft's making money off making money off that so again can't be too mad at that because they had to you know they had a nibble at sony's dick for a good minute because of the blu-ray device i'm not sure if this is the way of getting back i'm not too sure what the percentage or ratio is uh, on when it comes to cut but you know they had to create some kind of middle ground so that doesn't mean that we're going to see any kind of Xbox games on the PlayStation console or vice versa, other than, of course, Minecraft, which originally created by Mojang, now owned by Microsoft. You know, they, they want to get where they can, and they have enough money to hopefully make the investments that they need to in order to get good studios to get make content that you can only get on one certain system. I don't think that they're too deep into that since they're trying to make the first jump into i mean i guess it can't really be the first jump since google's doing it but to make one of those first initial um because you could say there's three main systems right xbox and whatever nintendo console and, and whatever playstation number is out so it, that's interesting to see um i definitely was so reticent or so quick to click on some clickbaity fucking videos just to figure out what was going on with that but again just a move in technology and along with that move you can't really talk technology or services like kind of bringing up amazon and apparently amazon is getting closer to building a wearable alexa and this bitch is gonna know when you're depressed so again look in and this this article comes from gizmodo it looks like amazon is working on a new alexa powered gadget that can not only listen to you but also decide how you feel and make recommendations based on your human emotion. 
I don't like the sound of this. Citing internal documents and an unnamed source, Bloomberg reports that the company has designed a device that you wear like a wristwatch. And apparently right now it's in beta testing and apparently it's it's underway to go out to the masses. It says eventually the technology can be used to advise the wearer how to interact more effectively with others. I'm not too sure if this is to get introverts out of their asshole, but it says it's unclear how far along Amazon is in developing the new frontier of Alexa-powered surveillance. Uh, Bloomberg cannot say whether the testing in question includes prototype hardware, but the emotion-detecting software or both. Uh, the report does say that the device is a wrist-worn gadget being developed in collaboration with Lab126, the same company that helped develop the Echo and the Fire Phone. I didn't know Fire had a phone. Anyways, that's about all the information that we've had on the actual hardware. However, Amazon does hold a number of patents that shed some light on how technology like this might work now one such patent includes the image uh, that you can see if you click on the links that i'm going to have here for you below uh, drawing to make it more fun and realistic the patent apparently is is titled voice based determination of physical and emotional characteristics of users so it describes how an alexa device could receive input from a user through microphones and the tag it accordingly uh, like a life hack drawing above illustrates a, a sick woman who could arrive home coughing she says she's hungry alexa then would tag her as sick and then recommend chicken soup alexa could then offer to order cough drops from amazon order an effort to ease the humans uh sickness anyways the alexa workflow according to the same drawing might look uh, a little bit like uh, this and it gives me information on uh, pretty much just entering in ads you think about it you read any kind of article and you see like a hyperlink ready to sell you some shit that's gonna happen to you as you're just living now again i don't know how big of a deal this could be because if you're the type that has an echo then you probably are used to yelling at technology in order to get what you want or ask a fucking question as if it was too difficult to use your motherfucking fingers to type you know we want to make everything voice recognition now in that very same essence i mean what's scary about that is amazon eventually wasn't even going to have an initiation word which why does it matter because it's always fucking listening but again to appease people to not make them think or believe or to know that Alexa is always listening to you they gave some kind of safe word or the safe word apparently is calling the bitch out by name but again that doesn't mean nothing because she's always listening how else could she fucking hear for her name to be called out so you might think or we might think that we have control of these things because we hold it in our hands because we wear it on our wrist because we can take them off and we need to charge them supposedly but nah i think that uh i mean i hate to sound all conspiracy theories but like oh we lost the war but Yo, this is where it gets to inch into us slowly but surely. Back in the day, we used to be worried about fucking being given the um, the mark of the beast on our fucking foreheads from the back of our necks. There's going to be some kind of barcode or some bullshit like that. And who knows, right? I mean, there's chips to fucking keep our dogs in line and keep track of our kids. And, and I'm sure y'all fuck with Black Mirror. Then, yeah, there's going to be other technologies that, you know, keep us in uh, line but man, yo, to think that it's to think that it's gonna be something that we're fighting for, trying to uh, and we're paying for to try to fucking do like just to be guinea pigs. 
Mm, I don't like that. I don't like that idea. Same with another article. Uh, it's an opinion piece from the New York Times. Um, talking shit, saying the Cardinals when you're gaining weight. Um, but one thing for sure, they're definitely collecting data. Shout out to GM and the rest of these fucks here who have access into our cars, especially if you have something that's kind of not to say the latest and greatest in technology, but most cars they're connected to Wi Fi. You know what I'm saying? They, they got some kind of Bluetooth activity. I'm pretty sure they got some kind of uh, cloud based system that they're reporting to. But think, I mean, the cars know what we're doing. They're like smartphones, they're collecting data, they know how fast we're going, they know what we're listening to, they know where we're going, they know how far we are from home. There's so much information, so much data they get that comes out from these cars, from our vehicles, from our very own day ins and day outs that again I'm sure we're paying for because how the fuck else will they be connected unless there's just this I mean mind you, you can't see Wi Fi, so who the fuck knows and how great the I mean, everything else goes into, um, but it does trip me out again, you know, and, and it could be, I mean, it is starting off more with your, you know, uh, Lexus and your Mercedes and your, I mean, I don't know, whatever your, you know, Caro del Año is, you know, it, it has the ability to collect all these details and the sheer fact that, again, they can trace not only how far we are, how long we take to get there and any kind of new stop to try to fill in the, the you know, fill in the blanks as to why we are, what we're doing and, and who knows what else. Uh, how do we control that data? We don't really have any way of doing that. And as far as car manufacturers go, they've already gotten our money. And as far as consent and to, you know, for that information, what the fuck do they care? We have already paid them or continue to pay them. And again, this is something that it's, it wasn't a problem before. It wasn't something that we needed to, you know, look into terms and agreements on. But it's something that exists. It's something that we cannot stop. We cannot prevent. This information is being used somehow, some way. Who knows how, you know, demographics and uh, algorithms go to try to triangulate these sort of things. It's out there. And the fact that we have no control of that really, again, makes this not only a concern for privacy, but also for, I mean, just, I guess, what can come from it. Mind you, if they were to use this to make things safer, well, that'd be nice. If they were to use um, these sorts of things to know what, how to market certain products, to maybe, maybe have us not pay as much because we don't need all this such and such. We'll be happy with the this and that. I mean, not so much that either because, again, a company's going to want to make as much as they can. And when they have projections for making more, it's because they're trying to push more. So you would, I mean, that or try to get away with giving you as least amount of shit as possible so they can make all the more profit. I mean, again, we don't know how they operate. We don't know exactly how shit runs. But the fact that they have that ability should make, them very dangerous and should make us concerned for not only what we're investing into 
but also knowing what we're, we're what we're contributing to. Now I'm not trying to say, look, y'all get like me, get yourself an old bucket. You know what I'm saying? You'll, that you'll be lucky. Just has AC and some power steering, uh, so you don't have to worry about such nonsense. I mean, it's not the case. People want to connect their phone straight to the Bluetooth, not having to connect the Bluetooth just to be able to, you know, charge the bitch and listen to your favorite podcast, which I hope is this. So, I mean, I can understand technology is going to make things a whole lot easier, but know that <laughs> we're stacking chips against ourselves uh, just to help them fuck us even more in the future. Again, I don't want to be sad cynical. I don't want to believe that that's the case. I want to believe in good things, but you know, if you want to listen to bullshit, you better wait for the next motherfucking segment. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Yo, so one of the things that had really made me trip and tell me that you guys had seen this uh, Sonic the Hedgehog was coming to theaters at the end of 2019. And there was so much backlash. And again, we live in this cancel world order where if it doesn't fucking sit with us, we're going to sign petitions and bitch uh, on a fucking keyboard and somehow it moves weight. Um, But yeah, people were not digging the way Sonic looked. I mean, I wasn't the most happy is that I looked like a shrunken person in a fucking blue suit that had, you know, way nicer teeth than I, and a fucking nose that definitely was not part of, you know, the original costume, and then on top of that, it just being as funky as it was, because I, I, look, I figured, you, you'd have to imagine, especially if you ever watched the cartoons back in the day, I mean, really, I was a fan of the game, but, you know, if they got you in the game, they're gonna try to sell you everywhere else, uh, you know, shout out to Ninja Turtles, being based on a fucking toy, and then they try to fill in the gaps everywhere else, but yeah, people just were so fucking distraught, especially considering that Detective Pikachu, which released this a couple, uh, recently, um, you know, that looks so spot on to the source material that made uh, and has such a, you know, a, a backdrop and lore of other creatures and Pokemon that, you know, just to see them, you know, somehow sporadically throughout, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, scenes would be enough to satiate you a little bit, you know. But the fact that this game or this premise of this character just looks so fucking goofy and i don't like the happily ever after dude that's that's in this shit who plays the cop because i can't stand his ass he's too pretty um yeah just seeing him I'm like, all right this is gonna be campy as fuck if you ever watch the cartoon campy as hell i mean shit this was in the era early 90s where you know whatever nintendo don't sega does so you know they they got off on being the punk and the the badass and the you know cut against the grain so there's definitely nothing but dorkiness in its dna but the fact that people just weren't digging the way that it looked there was enough to be like, all right, fuck it. Well, we're going to send this back into the, you know, back to the bakery. We're going to let it cook for a little bit longer. Apparently, at first, it wasn't going to change any time, which made you wonder, well, fuck, they must have saw this shit coming. And you figured that they would have done test screenings and, and things of that nature where people would have told them, oh, yo, that looks fucking crazy. It looks really weird. Why would you not, again, reference back to uh, people that, um, you know, that are fans of it, because I can understand you wanting to go beyond the fans. Fans that, you know, that played this as a kid back in the day, they're definitely adults by now. And they probably have kids that, you know, reflect how they were when they played such systems. So, again, I understand that they're trying to reach beyond that, 
But yeah, they, they done fucked up and they had to take the shit back to the cook. But I mean, so so of course naturally got pushed back sometime in 2020s when this is expected. The one good thing, and you definitely couldn't tell from the beginning of it because um, when I think of this character, I definitely know that he pulls it off, but it doesn't look like he pulls it off until you see the prosthetics and all the wackiness. Jim Carrey. He plays Dr. Robotnik or Dr. Egg, depending on what uh, you know side of the of the sea you sit and the name that he was given. But any time that I think of Dr. Robotnik or whoever you know that person is, I imagine the big ass orange whiskers and the bald head. Now he eventually had that with the eyebrows and all, but it was like one fucking frame as opposed to when they're introducing his character. So maybe he has like a mad scientist moment because they're using him to try to capture Sonic in the first place, which I don't know how that comes into play or where the fuck he comes from because he's just being outlandish. Um, uh, fuck, it was a place where he played God. Evan Almighty. No, that was the one with Steve Carell. He played one of them shits where, you know, like, he just was crazy and, and, and ridiculous. And that's that's what we want in our Jim Carrey. We want him to be crazy and ridiculous. And the fact that he's playing a mad scientist, it, it works perfectly. But I hope we don't have to wait that long, not only to get the fucking movie, but I hope we don't have to wait that long to see him become that character. So, again, unless it's going to be an origin tale for both of these motherfuckers, I, I, I hope it doesn't take that long to see him look like what we want him to look like. Because, again, if we're referencing a fucking video game, then give it to us, motherfucker. And but again, people weren't weren't digging this, so we're gonna we're gonna see what comes from that. Again, considering that we live in this cancer, cancer, I guess it's cancer, in this cancel culture. You know, uh, there's, I guess if you bitch hard enough, you you can wish anything you want, and apparently can come true. And uh, along with that, um, shout out to Nipsey Hussle, who I don't think because it's been such a long time. Uh, that I've recorded uh, a Spick podcast. I'm not too sure if I've gone over his death and his passing. Again, RFP to him. Shout out to Lauren London and all those who you know were part of his circle, who I'm sure are being affected by this, but also probably profiting because I think Marathon made the most money that they've ever made from uh, you know after his death, unfortunately, as well as other people. They were trying to monetize off him from both the little area where he had his memorial to other you know places nearby and i think there's like you know like there's hollywood tours oh we'll show you where the kardashians live will we show you where they filmed terminator or you know this is where fucking nipsey hustle got shot so they started doing shit like that so much so where they had to tear down the memorial and it fucked me up beforehand and i think i mentioned this before because i read that or i've talked about this a million times this little white girl from connecticut that fucking goddamn king Ganif. And she was defacing um, by drawing a fucking dick over the memorial. Like, why would you do that? You say, white woman who who I publicly praise uh, to my own uh, decrement and, and, you know, whippings for my wife. And to think that, bitch, you're going to do this to Nipsey Hussle, someone who ain't done shit to you, bitch. You never even met him. I doubt you listened to a single until he passed. And you're going to do this to him? Like, it's terrible. And I guess what what even broke my heart more is um, shout out to Snapchat showing you shits from a year or two years ago and their memory roll. And I remember fucking bumping victory lap, yo. 
to think that just a year later that shit were to pop off. And and to even more creepier effect, the last, um, I don't know if it was the last song, but he did a track with DJ Khaled and John Legend. And the video definitely borrows from Save Room where the fucking piano's going down the street and shit. Um, but Nipsey Hussle, man, his second verse was probably one of the coldest verses I've ever heard him state. Not only from him you know, giving props to God, thinking that he's making chess moves, but it was really God's grace. But the very fucking opening line of his second verse saying, getting sprayed in broad day, that's how he fucking went out. Getting sprayed in fucking broad day. Now, the unfortunate second line is like, he says these bitch niggas gotta learn the hard way. And, I mean, you know, did we not? You know what I'm saying? Did, or hoping people that are about that life, you know what I'm saying, can realize, yo, this shit is not cool. This shit is real. We can be gone. And then that's it. That's over with. And to think that, again, we could be, I mean, Bible says it, you know, our lives are like withering grass. You know, it twirls around the air for a little while. Forever long, the wind will have it. And then after that, I mean, you're gone. You're going to wither away. And it really, and it's so funny because, like, so recently I was feeling stagnant, um, wanting to do more with life, obviously not wanting to do the whole nine to five. I mean, I'm recording this two o'clock in the fucking morning because I'm about this shit. It's the only time I can get time. You got to make time. And everything else, well, shit, if it's part of the old rigmarole, it'll be figured out. But the things that you want, you really got to get it. No one's going to give it to you, and by the time someone's getting ready to give it to you, you hope that it's something that you may not need, or again, something that you're ready to jump with because you've been waiting for that moment. You know, cue in the fucking eight mile inspirational music, but yeah, that, it broke my heart that um, all that shit had popped off, and then again, that just that verse, so that verse has probably been the most coldest thing and thing. And shouts out to that album. I'm not, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to throw no shade on on, uh, on Khaled. I, I feel like he's definitely, uh, you know, ridiculed as a puppet, you know what I'm saying, from being overtly motivational. I'm pretty sure he's mocked about, but. Yo, there's no doubt that what he touches is fucking fire. So I hope that whoever tries to fuck with him, they feel that burn. And shout out to uh, Buju Baton, who who's on two tracks in that record. One is Holy Ground. I think another one is Higher Ground uh, or High, Holy Mountain. Uh, yo, dope ass fucking tracks. Um, there's something about the conviction in reggae and my stoner ass that, of course, you know what I'm saying, can't let go of. Uh, but also I'm a big fucking fan of Buju Button because I just forever loved the shit that he hopped on when he was trying to bite off Barris Hammond. But that's another conversation for another day. Uh, speaking of biting or people that just have bad nipples on them. Yo, did you hear about... And I haven't watched Avengers. I don't know. And I don't pay attention to the memes because I don't want nothing spoiled for me. At the same time, I'm not too eager to fucking to watch it. Um, there is a woman who apparently or potentially exposed measles uh, to an opening night up in L.A. or some part of Cali. <laughs> so to think that, uh, that this bitch, again, out there trying to watch this movie. And, and, and shout out to the people who aren't vaccinated, who are, uh, you know, impressionable or able to be affected by these things. You know, she fucking spread that shit. And again, mind you, you, you might think to yourself, well, how is it her fault? Just like, you know what I'm saying, motherfucker who hit something raw. Motherfucker, you didn't wrap up the Jimmy, bro. 
You brought this upon yourself. No, motherfucker, I came to a movie. I wasn't asking for no fucking trouble. But at the same time, you really don't go asking for this shit. It just happens. Shout out to, um, oh, fuck, what, I think it was Trainwreck, the Amy Schumer movie. And I'll talk more about her in just a few seconds. Uh, I remember someone fucking opened fire during one of her fucking movies. And not knowing maybe that she was this foul-mouthed bitch. Like maybe people thought, oh, here's a fucking chubby white woman i'm sure it's gonna be motivational nope it's a movie about her being a whore you know what i'm saying <laughs> i couldn't stand it and let two fucking you know roll off the fucking shotgun a goddamn shotgun not a fucking handgun a shotgun now i know this is old news and i shouldn't be so fucking uh tested by it but i i thought that was uh I thought that was kind of funny that not, not, it's not funny at all I just think it's it's ironic that shit like that pops off and it can happen at any fucking moment it don't need to be the dark night rises and that fucking white boy in Colorado fucking doing that massive shooting it can be anything it doesn't need to be an action movie but again speaking to Amy Schumer she recently had a baby shouts to her I still haven't seen her stand up where she's pregnant but I saw that Lily Wang or Lily Wu or whatever little Asian bitch that had the crouching tiger mom uh, stand up and it, it was funny and then she did it again I'm thinking ah oh, bitch like you need a different stick you can't get pregnant every single time but maybe she can maybe it'll make her money who knows I think she married into it but Amy Schumer who uh, shout out to her her fucking some dude with autism um, she recently became a mom and she was being mom shamed for returning back to work so quickly after having her baby now mind you you know Yo, I, <laughs> with me being as embarrassed as I am to say this for y'all that don't know, I was I was uh, in between gigs at the time that my baby was born two years ago. And I've been in between gigs a whole lot, plenty of more times after that. But most certainly during that process of uh, when he was born and he was in the hospital, like, I didn't have shit to do. Like, it's funny because I have requested time so I could be with my baby, end up getting let go um, beforehand. So they made it a whole lot easier to be able to do so. But I enjoyed every moment of it. Shouts out to craftiness. Shouts out to God's good grace and taxes cause that allowed us to stay afloat. Um, but no, I, I, I couldn't imagine not having those initial moments with my baby. So to think, I mean, I could only imagine how much more a woman would feel entitled to need to be with her baby in those first crucial moments to have that, you know, skin on skin contact and all that good stuff that's lovely and bonding. And But again, when you're in the business, business is going to be popping with or without you. So if you can get with it, obviously the best. So I imagine that her need to have to jump out and to get back to working is for that exact reason. You know what I'm saying? you got to make the money moves because the money's going to move regardless. Are you going to move with it? Are you going to get some? You want some? So you don't have to get back with it. So the fact that she was catching heat for it, Made me feel like a dancer because as much as I don't like her, especially with you know the you know, accusations of her stealing jokes, and you know you can't help it if you have other writers who maybe might have been influenced or might have been inspired by certain things, and they kind of bit a little bit too hard. Uh, you know there could be so many excuses, but regardless, I don't like the bitch. So I'm not going to be too much of a defendant for, her, but at the same time, you know she she needs to work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying she has a fucking baby and a and a husband with fucking adult autism. Like respect her hustle, god damn it. Anyways, um, speaking of respecting one's hustle, yo, Pulp Fiction turns 25 uh, recently. Um, 
how can I blink on his name? He's one of my favorite directors. Grant Tarantino uh, was at the Cannes Festival showing off the, his newest flick, that Charlie Manson. I'm not sure if it's really if it's entirely based on that or not, but called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. One of his biggest budgeted movies apparently suddenly shelled out 90 mil to get him to to make this shit knowing damn well that he's gonna make at least double you know worldwide on most of his things that's kind of a big budget i hope he didn't fucking blow the bank off tops just because he could but i imagine it costs a pretty penny to get the actress that he does especially with dicaprio and brad pitt and even though he's worked with them before it's the first time having them together shout out to margot robbie i wish he showed some titty on this one but who knows either, either which way is gonna be good if you want to see some titty watch wolf of wall street i think that's her in, in a in that movie, but um, yeah, Pope po- 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 Fiction again 25 years ago at the same Cannes Festival. Uh, he was there showing off his second movie because I guess the first one was uh, not Unusual Suspects. What the fuck? How am I trying to blink here? Band Apart? Come on now. Yes, that movie. Um, you know, second movie, was it what, 1990, 1992? Uh, whatever the fucking year, it, it definitely blew up everyone else, even though Travolta was already popping off from Greece and all the other shit, like, this put him, him on the map as far as acting goes. Samuel L. Jackson, this put him on the map. But this Bruce Willis definitely put him on the spear of being this action hero that he is now. Um, shit, Uma Thurman, you know what I'm saying? One of the, I guess it was the starting of, you know, their... Uh, making movies together, you know, a la Enter, you know, Kill Bill a couple years later. Like, this was a big star, and to me, one of my favorite movies because of the, you know, and it definitely a style has been bitten off ever since. And, but the fact that you can have all these sideline stories that somehow still cross sector and interact with one another and then come full circle near the end after even though we know what happens to some of those characters, the fact that we're seeing this thing unravel and unfold, it's gnarly. And it was such a smart you know, smart thing, and it was one of my favorite things. I'm a fan of dialogue, just because like, I'm a lyricist. I, I love word choice, and I love seeing that plan out and and pan out, and, and so something like that to me is a fucking masterpiece. The fact that it turns 25. If you guys haven't seen it, look, don't don't get too sucked into the overhype that people have. People hold some things dear, and it it just did a whole lot. But I feel even though it isn't. Um, the most modern take on things, I still feel like it was masterly shot. And this dude, Tarantino, he's the biggest fucking nerd that you're going to find in Hollywood. So when it comes to homages to whether it be Western movies or other directors, this is in that. You know what I'm saying? You can see not only the work of a genius, but also the respect shown into classics before it, which I think, and mind you, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I'm not even sure if it's even out. It has to be if they're rolling all these trailers. But this new film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, this is going to be that. This is going to be his homage into, again, all the modern, all the classics and, and you know, things that inspire him. I'm sure because he always, he always sprinkles that into his movies, but even more so this because it's a take and it's a mirror reflect on Hollywood. And I think this is going to be the first movie post Harvey Weinstein uh, hashtag Me Too scandal. So again, Harvey Weinstein was one of his biggest backers. And you could look at Tarantino and know he's a creep. Hey, I can't talk too much. I love you, bro, but you look like a creep. And people, and obviously you have a foot fetish. So if 
fear if you have a full version. I'm pretty sure you're automatic creep right there. So it's just there's so many halves. So many halves. Uh, shout out to him just recently getting married to a legit Israeli. Bitch looks bad. God bless him. I hope he's not being, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying, taken from a sugar nut. Uh, but yeah. Uh, shout out to that and yo r.i.p to my dude um oh my goodness i can't believe, and this is another thing too that when it passed i was like fuck man i really wanted to be able to talk to this with people i, I with people with um, arizona verse i was really hoping to be able to um kind of go back and forth because this dude has done hood classics beyond belief uh, John Singleton passed away and it was weird when it came in the news because he hardly got any love and I don't understand why. Um, going back from Boys in the Hood, which again, being a West Coaster, um, definitely, you know what I'm saying, was something that I grew up with, something that definitely got parodied uh, beyond belief. Skipping forward uh, for a part that was intended for Mr. Tupac, Baby Boy with uh, Snoop and Tyrese was a fucking classic. There's so many times that I fucking quote, you know, hitting it from the back. Like, you gonna get your ass in there and make some tacos, right? Like that. And I remember just the ultimate stepdaddy move, you know what I'm saying? We're trying to whip the fuck out of your boy because he ain't fucking listening. And then after you fucking whipping his ass, you want something from the store. Like they're just, man, and then the African squash where he's trying to, you know, fuck this bitch in this African motion. Like, so much, so much deep cuts in that. Shout out to Ben Rames. Uh, I forgot that he did Too Fast, Too Furious, yo. So once Fast and Furious was popping up, he's the one that fucking added in crazy ass. Wait, did he? Was Tyrese added at that point? I think he was. And Ludacris again for, for, for good magic. So I remember that Too Fast. Too few. It's ridiculous. But again, as was the era, early 2000s. Uh, shout out. Oh my goodness. One of my favorite movies that I that I have of him. Uh, Pac and Poetic Justice. I'm not the biggest fan of Miss Janet Jackson. I heard she did him dirty. Making him get a HIV test and changing the number. And all this good stuff you can hear about, read about later. Yeah, that was a fucking classic. I remember, I think it was the first time I heard of... Uh, oh, Man, just that dude that always had the fucking had his little, you know, had his little brush trying to take care of his waves. Uh, what would he call a yamp? And man, they roll hard on this Mexican dude who worked in the post office with them, saying, "What the fuck is a yamp? A young tramp essay?" Anyways, uh, higher learning with Ice Cube, fucking definitely classic. Uh, I freak, I didn't know he did Shaft, the one from 2000. So shout out to that. He did Four Brothers. Shout out again to reusing Tyrese's ass. I'm not sure why he likes him so much. But uh, definitely I like the movie because of Andre 3000. Andre Three Stacks. Um, apparently he did abduction, abduction back in 2011 with the dude from the Twilight. I didn't know about that. They have him on Black Snake Moan, but he didn't direct that. He was a producer. Because I remember the same guy who did Black Snake Moan did Hustle and Flow. And again, he uh, produced that joint, which again... To me was, and this is at the point with early 2004, yeah, 2005 is when Hustle Flow came out. At this time, I was super into subscribing to Double XL. I fucking, I have uh, the whole series minus one fucking issue of Scratch Magazine. It was the one with the Neptunes, all because I hated on Pharrell's ass. I regret not buying it. Uh, but yeah, I, just, I was so into the culture, yo. Um, and he was 
I guess, one of the biggest influencers or introducers to things of the culture. And again, as someone who you might say is a visitor, as someone who just ain't that melanated, so may not be part of the clique, which I don't think means shit, but for those that bitch about it, there it goes. Um, you know, he was, he was that to me. He was that influencer. He was, that, again, the introducer. He's the one that, you know, kind of gave a little bit of insight and then just, you know, allow me to run with it. And, again, I don't know how he was in his personal life. I can't tell if he was an asshole or not. I mean, I imagine anyone who came from the bottom and made some money is going to have a little bit of, uh, you know, attitude adjustment. But, um, you know, nothing but, but love. And I hate that he wasn't glorified the way other dumb motherfuckers are glorified when they do some dumb shit. But, yeah, he passes. And he was such a... Um, an, again, an influencer and and definitely someone who, you know, seemed fucking real and made classic hits. Like, I, I, I don't I don't I don't know why there wasn't more love shown, but definitely hope that he's resting easy, praying that he's with God and um, hopefully sprinkling inspiration. You know, what I'm saying as uh, as the world continues to turn. And and on that note, um, Jeremy Kyle, who never really heard it before i didn't know he had a show for over 14 years has a show about um i guess catching people who cheat and they finally wrapped up his show i think he's in either in canada or somewhere in, in the uk and they wrapped up you know they canceled the show because someone had committed suicide for after getting caught up and i don't know how end of the world uh fucking marriage is that they need a do all that you know once it's over because you figure i mean fuck if Cher taught me anything do you not believe in life after love you know what i'm saying like it's going to continue on like it, it doesn't end with that uh there's far too much in this world to ever have to give it up to something like that but um yeah so i'm, I'm wondering too because i'm like okay so this this could have been the first death like i wonder how because usually with any show any program um there's getting the part of the budget is dealing with lawsuits settlements and you know fees and shit like that, that they have to pay howard stern was was a big one of that because you know as long as he made kept the ratings up and kept money coming in having to pay off a fucking religious you know group who bitched about one thing can you know hush up a little bit it's it's well worth the, you know the vale la pena because you know you know it makes more money than, than it's costing to to keep them going so i wonder the same thing if that wasn't the case like all right all right more people are committing suicide over this shit but you know ratings aren't aren't up any higher let's just cancel this shit i'm sure we'll make the we'll make that we'll make the ad revenue with fucking youtube reruns so again I thought that was hilarious just because, <laughs> I don't know, fuck, fuck that kind of shit. Uh, and, and it never sat well with me. Plus, I'm wondering, too, like, I don't know who, who would sign over, you know what I'm saying, uh, your, 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 your likely rights or whatever little sign-off forms you need to sign in order to publish your shit. If I'm getting caught up, it's just the last thing I want you to see. You better blur out my shit, blur out my fucking tattoos and foreskin and everything. I don't want nothing to be recognizable. Anyways, going uh, on some behind-the-scenes shit. I guess I'll have this wrap-up with um, some of the controversies that, that I missed throughout my little hiatus. Um, do you, any of y'all rock with James Charles? Any of my listeners? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we're quite the homophobic bunch. Um, James Charles, for those that don't know, 
was actually a dedication of mine a few years back. I didn't realize this was him. Uh, he was the first cover girl male model. And I remember he had fucking freckles and all these things, which I didn't know were fucking painted on, which broke my heart because that was the cutest thing about him. And uh, he apparently got into some shit with another, because uh, he's pretty much a makeup guru. If you, uh, the gurus get passed along so easily and so willy-nilly now. I don't know if it means the same shit that it mean, meant before. But um, he's a makeup artist. You know, people go to the YouTubes to fucking learn how to fucking put on makeup. And, of course, who knows makeup more than the gays, those that, you know what I'm saying, dress up like fishes. Uh, we call those drags. Um, you know, he just definitely popping, whether it be his personality, whether it be his his catchy high sisters kind of fucking intro and, and gravitas. Um, he's a big deal. You know what I'm saying? Multi-million subscribers and hits. Uh, fuck is making money cats mad young and he again got in the, into the shits with this um, with a person who had taken him under her wing tati something again i know y'all probably seen these shits go back and forth and i want to definitely include a link to an article from vox that kind of gives the breakdown on all this uh, so shouts out to them uh, but in this though he pretty much again in the game, just how you would, and let's say in hip hop or some shit from the hood, you know, it's about loyalty. It's about those who you know have your back. You're gonna have theirs, and if someone from the opposing team tries to square up, you know, you do your do your best, and you definitely don't give in, or you definitely don't side with them. You know, was it my enemy's enemy? Is my not my enemy, but my friend? No, your best friend's enemy, motherfucker. That's your enemy, and he apparently wasn't about that life. And when going to Coachella, he apparently had uh, did some kind of sponsorship deal with, again, the opposing company to the homies company. And people made a big deal out of it. Now, I got to, again, very, um, you know, from a realm of business, look, you know what I'm saying? He, he wanted to not have to pay for something. So, hey, they're offering some change. So, you not only are you getting a free product, but they're kind of giving you some kickback. Well, why wouldn't you do that? But at the same time, you know, you rep, you know where you go, it's being televised, publicized. You know, what I'm saying it's on social media. It's it's everywhere within someone's fingertips. So you gotta understand that it's not gonna be something that's gonna be low key. So you gotta understand that if you're, you know, one of your closest friends or the people who helped you, that brought you up, they gave you game, you know, doesn't like a certain company for whatever fucking reasons. You would think that you would, you know, take their side or, you know, and again, at the same time, it's like, oh, well, if your friends jumped off a bridge, what will you do? I mean, A, are we going to be safe? You know, B, is it going to hurt? You know, but most importantly, like, just so one shouldn't be so easy to be bullied into not participating with others, especially again, you're young, you're trying to stack up, you're trying to have a good time. So, of course, then they throw in, uh, um, I don't want to call it rape allegations, but then they're throwing in some Me Too shit where, you know, and of course, yo, if you didn't know this about gay people, they try to turn every straight person gay. Whether or not that's your thing, whether or not they, you know, they caught you at the right fucking fifth Hennessy of the evening, whatever it is that allows you to get there, it doesn't matter to them because they want what's technically not for them to have. You know what I'm saying? They they gon' you know, they gon' strive after that. You know what I'm saying? When I was in my healthier days, I used to be a dyke hunter. You know what I'm saying? That you know <laughs> 
I don't know if that sounds funny to you or not, but you know, I would legit be, and I wasn't, I wasn't the most suavest cat. I definitely wasn't the most in shape, but for whatever reason, I just had that instinctual thing like, I'm going for lesbians because I can't have them. So if I can, then I feel like they're worth double the points. So I'm guessing, again, in the same instance, that's how gays could be. Because especially because it's so easy to be homophobic and oh no 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 I don't do that. So you'd figure that's just that's the most victorious uh notch on the old belt because that wasn't for you to have, you know, and I imagine that in the gay culture we they all hoes anyway, so where is the chase? Where is the the game? So anyways so he got thrown on the bus for trying to um, force one of his straight homies into into some shit. Supposedly he he passed off as being a virgin, and who knows? You know, I I never haven't seen his butthole. I don't know, you know, if he's taking shit up there or not. I would definitely think that he'd be more the femme than anything else. So I imagine he he'd him to be the bottom. So you wouldn't think that he'd be so uh, predatorial, but when you got money, you gotta believe that. You got to believe in this fake big dick energy that that money gives you because, you know, you, you're a person of influence. You're a person of power. Uh, you're someone famous, so people want to be nice to you and be friends with you and get get a fucking selfie with you and get that fucking at. You know, I hate the power that a fucking at has, but... It you know it is what it is and it has what it has and it and it touches people the way that it does because validation because of you know whatever hopes and aspirations that you're trying to put all your fucking efforts into it's a sad thing but you know that's kind of the culture that we live in and you know I can't lie shit back in the day when I was being a little selfie whore you know what I'm saying I, I had to make sure the likes hit a certain amount so that you know it it was just the number and not just the names and I think eventually Instagram did away with that shit and now it's just you know what it could be one or two it's just a fucking number it's not gonna show people's names it just it goes right into it and I think it's because it creates this this anxiety it creates this sort of thing that I don't like giving power to you know what I'm saying there's I can only control so many things and the fact that I can't control those to my utmost desire makes me not even want to fuck with shit so again there's dangerous territory when it comes to being someone of that stature not only was he fucking over the homie but people were like all right you're gonna you're gonna shit on us. Well, we're gonna throw your fucking dirty laundry out there. And one of the one of uh, I, I was always a fan of Shane Dawson because my kid sister was a fan and it made me a fan because well, oh, this guy's nice. Oh, you know, he used to be fat. Okay, so he's cool people's. And then oh shit, he came out as bi, which you know I don't know, you know how, how people see that greediness. Um, but you know then oh he's living his best life. Okay, so again, people they feel. Uh, I don't want to say in debt, but they feel like they grow up with certain people, especially if you grew up in this era where, you know, you have your favorite YouTubers or channels and you've seen people grow, you've seen people evolve or you just you've seen them since you were whatever such fucking age. So you feel like they're your friends because you've always kind of seen them. So when people get that deep into the game, again, it, going back to technology and with the Sega and Nintendo and the fanboyisms of, oh, well, my side's best. Oh, no, this side's the better. So it, it, it comes down to that. And because it came down to that, people were so quick to fucking throw out, well, motherfucker, you be fishing and you trying to, you know what I'm saying, flip straights. Mind you, it's not a, it's not a, any new thing. Anyone who's familiar with the gay community knows that's how motherfuckers get down. But again, at the same time, 
that's considered predatorial. And in this post Me Too era sort of thing, it's not going to sit too well. But at the same time, we have such a fucking short attention span. Out of the fucking 18 million viewers that he have, he lost three and three millions a lot. Especially my fucker that even got half a thousand. So to think that to someone to lose three million is a big fucking deal. But not when you're as big as he is. You know what I'm saying? What's that one song? You know, what's a... Uh, a man to a mob and what's a you know mob to a king but what's a king to a god you know shit like that like there's just there's these stacks of things and i'm not too sure if they thought they were going to cancel him and, and put him into the ground but sometimes you're too big to be destroyed and i think that's that very same motion or belief that makes us think that we are more than who we are and the same reason why i don't feel alexander the great or one of them cats had to have someone stand next to him to tell him you're merely a man you're but a man you're just a human or you're just you know you're not a god like they, they had to be reminded because again people they grovel they throw you know they th throw themselves at your feet so to think that that's not gonna fuck with the way that you think or the way that you perceive things motherfucker you're delusional because uh, you can probably be delusional already with all the said love and, you know, attributes like me, myself, I, I get a lot of shit for being ungrateful because not only do I have a, a, a wife who does everything and gives her all, but also fucking kids that fucking love me. I can't send all of them sometimes. And that's so terrible because they love me so much. And again, not to say that I'm a piece of shit. I, at least I hope not. I'm going to defend myself on my own damn show. But again, when you're when you're given so much, you know, it's 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 easy, unfortunately, to kind of um, to forget how much it is that you do have, especially when you're aspiring for more, especially when when you want the next thing. You're, it's it's so easy to dismiss the things that are right there. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, him being a young cat, that's exactly what happened. He's just missing the here and the now all because or for the thought of the tomorrow and the future. And, you know, it doesn't it doesn't allow you to make the best decisions when you're too hocked up on hype, baby, on all that clout and all that cock, I'm sure. But yeah, it's going to do it for, for entertainment news, yo. Science. News, yo. One of the things that really caught me up, uh, this article, shout out to BBC, not Big Black Cock, but the, you know, the British shit. Uh, artificial life form was given synthetic DNA to find out that UK scientists have created an artificial version of a stomach bug, E. coli, that is based on an entirely synthetic form of DNA. Now, at the same time, SIN61, as they are calling it, has had a genetic code significantly re redesigned. It's been done in a manner that will pave the way for designer bacteria that could manufacture new catalysts, drugs, proteins, and materials. Now, other scientists working on satanic, bio satanic, synthetic, maybe the same thing, biology have been held, to, you know, held the development as being a big breakthrough. Now, again they're making artificial life and again they're using animal genetic codes to to redesign this shit we're playing god and i know it's nothing new when it comes to the realm of science but this is kind of a fucking big deal and i don't know what sort of thing they can get from recreating e coli but the fact that they're messy with with such things i mean really makes you wonder what else that they could do and what else can kind of come from it? Again, they're considering this shit as, as a milestone and understanding that certain um, mistakes can kind of cause a chain reaction of uh, fuckery. 
that has to I don't know. It, it, this has to be one, and again, I say this probably every single time, but this has to be one of the ways that the uh, zombie culture kind of takes into place because of us, uh, you know, fixing these certain diseases. And I remember I made myself a note to try to uh, bring this up here another way. Um, but when it comes to uh, creating, um, uh, creating, I guess, things, because you, you, you would imagine if if certain things weren't meant to survive and they didn't then you know it kind of it'd be it you know fixing itself but when you're when you're talking about uh you know kind of forcing something to last longer than it should and you're forcing that hand you gotta imagine that this is uh, this can't be a good chain reaction or this this can't be right if something is meant to go away, but yet we're forcing it to stay, mind you, some would say, "Oh, well, that's just a matter of you know the survival of the fittest, right?" Because you know you're a part of it, and um, you know you 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 made way or you got away with it. But I feel like that's probably not the best way to go about things. But I mean, time's gonna tell, and and I know that um, eventually it's it's it won't matter, and maybe we'll all be you know. Fucking cyborgs! I ended up my oldest. He keeps telling me, "Like, oh, I want to be a cyborg." I'm like, "Well, nigga, if you if we get to survive long enough, I'm pretty sure, Lord forbid, you ever need a fucking other arm. You know, if there's a way to to get that done. Definitely not not on my salary, but you know, eventually." Uh, another thing too and for whatever reason my link to get to it isn't working uh, but scientists have also created a way or created a sound so loud that it can vaporize water now that's one of the trippiest things in itself because you figure we have to have these devices especially and considering that we you know we're going to be fighting biological warfare whether it be and, and dropping big ash you know hiroshima type uh bombs to you know whatever other you know mass destruction sort of weapons which you know by the way we've we've definitely raped and pillaged a whole lot of land to try to you know get onto that shit but you know it's <laughs> at the same time too to think that, that we've mastered this uh or you know created this technology or we can vaporize water based on a fucking sound it makes me just feel like just a, any kind of vibration that can fucking create and cave in eardrums like it's it's gonna it's gonna be something that probably no man should have you know said power but that's gonna be probably one of the one of the uh tilts if you will of uh of war that's gonna definitely throw us for a fucking loop um but i laugh too because as much as as much as we're uh advanced in that essence where we're creating these crazy fucking things to i mean i can just imagine too like there's um effects to make shit bounce off of walls whether it be audio or whatever to you know try to manipulate um if not vr sort of things and just you know booby traps in general i laugh because there's another article uh that i pulled up about scientologists who were on a cruise and you figure oh, okay well yeah you know 
shout out to Pulp Fiction and you know uh, um, John Travolta's Scientologist ass you know being on this cruise uh, you know with his fellow Scientologists and what should be a spaceship really just a fucking you know a little water vessel you know they all contracted fucking measles there was a measles outbreak and shit spread out you figured that as much money as that they have from having the you know part of said religion that they'd probably have some money to you know to clear and uh, um, you know check from top to bottom the fucking crew that something like that slipped through but yeah i don't know how that shit pops off how is something that we eliminated back in the 50s become such a fucking threat and the, the scary thing when kids contract this shit that they you know they get these two like symptoms and they fucking die like that's so fucking heartbreaking I, I i don't know how is that possible in the day and age that we live now where again we can fucking take two sentences of someone talking and then all of a sudden being able to manipulate whatever the fuck we want them to say but yet something again from the fucking 50s is, is, is killing our youth it doesn't i don't understand it just how i don't understand fucking opioid addiction mind you i love my weed and i know it's a downer and i know it ain't the most energetic of drugs you know what i'm saying and it's fun as cocaine but i i don't get how we can have a fucking opioid epidemic and mind you because of its easy accessibility, because of its strong fucking potency. I mean, there's so much in that. I, I laugh because I'm a big fan of NPR, but sometimes they're fucking, there's headlines, man. It, it don't make too much sense. Or it makes sense, but like, why the fuck you had to mention that? There's a the title of an article saying, Opioid Addiction, Drug Going Mostly to Whites, Even as Black as black Death Rates Rise as Well. It's like, look, you know what I'm saying? We're losing a lot of our people out to opioids, but niggas is dying too, just just so you know. At least that's the kind of vibe I got from that. Uh, but anyways, they're, they're that white drug users are addicted to heroin, heroin, fentanyl, and other opioid type shits that have a near exclusive access to propylene and a drug that curbs the cravings for opioids and reduces the chance of fatal overdose. Uh, that's according to a study, again, from the JAMA Psychiatry. Can't even pronounce it pretty damn late i'm blaming on that research reviewed two national surveys of physical reported or physician reported prescriptions between 2012 and 2015 and as overdose deaths surged in many states so did a number of visits during which a doctor or nurse practitioner prescribes the prepropylene, often referred to as brand name uh, suboxone now researchers assisted or assessed that 13.4 million medical encounters involving the drug but found no increase in prescriptions written for African Americans and other minorities. Nigga, we done in other ways. Shout out to cholesterol. Now, it says that white populations are almost 35 times as likely to have a bepropion related visit than a black American. And I always never liked the way that was formed, but I mean, I guess that beats having to fucking put um, African Americans. Anyways, they're, they're just showing that the differentials, but understanding that we have, and I say we as me being part of the culture, we have been formed and swayed a certain way to where we're being killed off by other shit. The very same spices that, you know, will keep a white woman from, from wedding or keeping a man fully happy from, you know, his food dishes and dinner choices uh, are the very same thing that are, are, are killing most of us off. Uh, something as sad as easy as that then not to mention uh you know lack of resource to other shits and things of that nature 
But I laugh so much because, especially, shouts out to uh, Jacob the Jew, who doesn't want to return any of my calls now over some dedication bullshit. Shout out to that bitch. Um, not not my nigga Jacob, but his his literal woman who apparently was you know wasn't liking the attention that we were giving her, and I thought that was the biggest um, shout out. But I, I guess you know what I'm saying teach their own. Um, he was telling me about the rehab process and how it's kind of a sham and how, you know, it's just a way to kind of for them to take your money to give you, put you up on some game and so that the next time that you fucking OD, it's, you know, that much more of a blessing that you survived even though you probably shouldn't have learned the certain techniques that you learn anyway. One of the things that I never understood was how they always wanted you to become abstinent. And... And I guess it, it does make sense to a certain essence because, you know, you're trying to, um, you know, not trade one addictive nature for another. And there was um, an Indonesian rehab center. And I'm going to include the link, even though I'm not going to really go through the story here that, you know, that believes that that's not necessary to have to be abstinent in order to, um you know, to shake off certain things. And the reason why I believe that to be so, why that shouldn't be so much, because uh, mind you, sex addiction is definitely a thing. Um, but you would imagine, though, that if you're able, again, if you, if your main source of getting out of this world is, you know, jumping into, um, I don't know, something that's going to, again, take you out of this world, wouldn't it be best that it be something created from actual endorphins which again i guess maybe people are worried about it leading to rape or some shit but if you if you're with someone if if you you know if you have a partner i wouldn't think that you have to separate from them in order to because you figure you're going to want to write it out with them if you're coming down they're going to want to be by your side so why not be able to fucking fuck it out right i mean i would think that that's gonna that's that would be the most you know, beneficial way not only to burn some calories, not only strengthen a relationship, but also to hopefully kick a fucking habit. Shit, if I cannot have to spend on, you know what I'm saying, my paraphernalia and I can just fuck it out with my wife, well then shit, you figure, you know, killing multiple birds and while also keeping one fucking shut the fuck up, right? <laughs> Anyways, um, going back to the, the addictions of, of heroin and, and all the um, yeah, I guess and all the other shits that are really out there that you know can keep us for a loop I got so happy to read and shout out to CNN for reporting that uh, you know studies finding that CBD is effective at treating heroin addiction and again I'll, I'll leave the articles there for y'all to read because I'm, I'm I'm getting bit the fuck out and I'm trying to I'm saying go to bed because editing is going to take a little minute um, shout out to the calming effects that CBD has. Now, mind you, for those who are big-time stoners, those who fucking, you know, they need to have a spliff a day to keep the evil away, um, understand that potency levels might not make it to where you can get the full effects of CBD, especially, again, if you have such high tolerances. But, again, if you're coming from the opposite of, uh, you know, of the uh, old Mary tree, that that CBD is going to have a big effect. You're going to feel the calmness. You're going to feel the, I guess, not so much the numbness. And I know that's the thing that, that, you know, the heroin and shit does and pain pills do. They make you completely numb. This isn't doing that but it kind of is it's allowing you to shake off all the anxieties all the stresses hopefully the hurts that are lingering over you and allowing to just release allow you to just be and 
that's also I'm saying what happens when you're doing downers you just want to be so again it's giving you the power to be without losing your motor functions and I feel like that's probably probably one of the biggest drawbacks from fucking being a heroin addict is fucking not only having to have fucking needles all shot up in you but just you being fucking mummy like so again why I like to slow myself down even more than my slow ass already is doesn't make too much sense but I want to blame it on ADHD again I was just I was just happy to see that um that CBD was coming up in this sort of way. And mind you, if they're selling it at fucking CVS's and Walgreens, and obviously the FDA isn't isn't down its back. I mean, it's been recognized by by uh, by the FDA. Um, again, it's not illegal. Usually, before you can only get it at head shops, if not dispensers. But now again, you can get it at your local convenience store. Maybe it for a pretty fucking penny. But you know what I'm saying? Like the fact, and you know, I would just say smoke weed but again not everyone can unfortunately sometimes it, it it can leave you paranoid sometimes it's that very thing that keeps me in check sometimes it's just you know again you find what what fits you but don't go into the into the pill pop an animal that you know what i'm saying that's so easy to to kind of go to don't be part of that stereotype don't feel that you need to mind you, i can understand want to get out of your body want to get out of your mind but there's only more healthy ways to do it though I mean, for real, I mean, mind you, I can't compare other people's hurts to, to mine because, you know, we haven't lived the same life or we don't wear the same shoes. But, you know, in the same essence, you know, we're not too far off from the same roads. So, I don't know, experiment a little bit. If you didn't go to college and that was a time where people were experimenting, experiment now. Just give shit a try. Don't, um... Don't fall into the to the machine, and I feel it's it's the machine that not only makes this shit so you know fentanyl and and things of that nature opioids it's so easily accessible, but I mean again try to f- fight against it. You might not see a will, you have the will to continue. You might be at that fuck it crossroad. You know what? If you're at that essence, then fuck it. Cross that goddamn road and, and get where you want to get to. But if you're if you're fucking if you're not if you don't if you're not dead set on on offing yourself, well then you probably have a reason to live, and any little reason is is good enough. Um, especially if you have others depending on you, and if you don't, then I can understand not having any sort of purpose. But it's up to you to find. I'm sure that you didn't go through all this bullshit just to end on a fucking on a on a low note of you know slaying your wrist in a fucking in a bathtub or you know putting your fucking head in the oven or doing whatever kind of uh, cliche you know what I'm saying um, self-deprecating sort of thing in order to get rid of yourself. There's so many things that we can get lost into. You know what I'm saying? There's so many pleasures of the world. People, it's funny because, you know, not to get in, I guess might as well, right? We're on the mental health awareness kick. Um, as much as people say, oh, you know, they're so brave to keep on living, at the same time, or don't know, when they say that, oh, you know, that's such a cowardly way to go out, like, I don't think that's, I don't think that's cowardly. I mean, that's, that's a, it's a cheap shot because, you know, it's an easy way out. But at the same time, like, how easy is this? Maybe I'm just that narcissistic where I couldn't imagine 
going full force or something like that. I can't lie. I've been really down the dumps. Depression is fucking me pretty good. And, you know, the, the devil is, you know, uh, you know, clocking overtime and all of his jobs. So there, there's no doubt that there's that presence that, you know, it makes things difficult. Uh, but at the same time, like, it, it takes a lot of balls to, to finally go, you know, push yourself over that hill. Whether or not you're jumping over a cliff or you're trying to fucking pull the trigger, it has to take a lot of strength to have the fuckers to do that. Uh, but at the same time, that's such a fucking cop out. That's such an easy way out. After the fact of how difficult it is to actually do, just because, you know, there has to be a reason why we're on this earth. It can't just be to be a worker bee. It can't just be to fucking be in this uh, alien ant farm of, of shits where we're just pushing one thing uh, from one end to another. Like, there has to be something more. And I feel like with these times, we need to figure it out because shit from the past is coming to take us out again. Again, whether it be the fucking measles or a goddamn bluebonic plague that someone got from... Uh, there's some old, and again, I'm going to include the article, I'm not going to go into it, but there was a couple that died from the blue blonic pig after eating a raw rodent meat as some kind of like folk remedy that I'm sure was from medieval times, but do we not fucking remember the black plague came from the fucking dark times, the medieval times? Come on now. Same shit. Um, and same thing with, and it scares me because, you know, recently got a doggy, and I found out that there's certain diseases that the dogs can fucking pass on to us that, you know, you're ass fucking tugging his goddamn dog that not only licks his asshole to keep himself clean but you know eats random shit because he smells some kind of vitamin in there we probably shouldn't be as close as we are to our pets um and more so because again these these simple ass diseases that weren't affecting shit somehow we're having a, a crazy chain reaction to shits most recently and again i won't go into too much into the article but i will include it in there for y'all that want to read more about it if not y'all can, you can do your googles come on now uh in Pakistan, children are are having the worst affected uh, rate of HIV for whatever fucking reason. There's been an outbreak of HIV, and for some reason, the fucking kids have it. I don't know what kind of bombings that we're fucking throwing out there that's crazy. This kind of radiation effect that these motherfuckers are getting the HIV. Um, and my G, it could just be. Um, I mean all around malnourishment fucking not product you know proper uh, sanitized medical supplies and how this shit's being reused and we know what fucking happens when you reuse the needle too goddamn much i mean it could be a part of that but again it's like fuck as far and as advanced as we are how are these little itty bitty things having such power and fucking control over us again it doesn't make sense uh fucking ebola <laughs> still out there fucking representing in the congo it's 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 real out here and i feel that they're see I, and i don't want to sound corny you know what I'm saying? I, I don't want to take it back to oh we need to fucking have prayer but honestly we me myself included i get so consumed in the things that i want to do the things that i have to do then getting back to me being pissed about not being able to do the things that i want to do that there's so much rigmarole that that again becomes second nature that 
you know, we just see ourselves like fucking zombies having to, again, do this nine to five, do the, all these little itty bitty things. And surely there's not enough hours in the day to, to do it all. I mean, there's a reason why my fucking co-host isn't on this show, because there's just so much. And, you know, we need to put our priorities first. And that can be backseat to a lot of things, depending on how fucking heavy that list is. And I guess the one thing that I want to say to wrap things up for for those that are still listening that's sat through this, ran through this, do whatever sort of uh, shenanigans that one does when listening to podcasts, um, don't lose don't lose sight not only in whatever sort of hopes and aspirations you had in your heart. If it never you had anything in you to begin with, but somehow you've made it the however many years that you are now. Know that it had to have been for a reason. Know that you had something instilled in you, something, some kind of driving force that whether by your conscious effort or just, again, some divine fucking, I don't want to say hula hoop rope, but a fucking, what is it, when you kind of, when you try to get a hog toss someone, whatever, there's something on you, some kind of lasso that's been pulling you a certain direction that, you're meant to be somewhere. You're meant to be someplace. You may not be there yet. You may not see that end of the light of the tunnel. But why else would you make it this far if not to keep going? Again, you might see, well, shit, no, it, it doesn't. No vale la pena. It doesn't. It's not worth the The limit ain't worth the squeeze. Well, how the fuck would you know? You haven't got to where you wanted to be yet. And if you have, and you've fallen from grace, and you're thinking, nah, it's, it's over for me, this it's done. No, you've been there before. We just got to get there again. And, man, I don't know who I'm speaking for. Maybe I'm just speaking to myself, trying to get myself, get myself hype again. But, yo, know, there's just so much more that not only we can comprehend or believe, or, un, you know, I guess understand is another word for comprehend, but still, like, there's so much that we don't know, and so much that we're not shown, because it's going to take away the bite, it's going to take away that bark, we can't be all barking, no bite, or vice versa, um, you know, there has, to, and there has to be balance, and without that balance creates pff, a overheated temperature of burnout, or, you know, just some kind of lopsided nature that doesn't allow you to, you know, ride that fucking big wheel, you know, sufficiently to the fucking finish line. So on that note, I want to thank all you guys who have uh, listened, who, uh, you know, say show love on social medias, which, again, you can always do at Sopapo. So S-O-U-L. P-A-P-O, shit, whether it be the IGs, whether it be the Snatches, whether they be trying to throw out some shekels on the fucking uh, cash app, uh, just know that I'm, I'm here to show love and to hopefully keep things striking and hopefully bring you more interviews via the Soap Bible Sessions, which, by the way, if ever you wanted to become a producer of the show, definitely go to patreon.com slash Again, capital S-O-U-L, capital P. APO. Um, also, again, visit the website at Arizona Soulpodcast.com. You can see dedications. You can click on emails to send messages. Um, pretty much see feeds of, of all our shits. Because I'm pretty sure Arizona Verse is still popping there on the social medias for damn shits where you'll find them. Um, but if ever you want to drop us a voicemail, leave some kind of message, uh, know that you can always reach us at area code 480. 
480-588-4688. Again, the phone number 480-588-4688. Y'all drop a line, talk your shit, y'all speak your peace. I'm cool with it. Um, and one thing for sure, God bless you. I came.